0: Talking in stations, today we have a special interview with uh, another master of the universe, and this time it's going to be Boat, or as he's known, his full name is the uh, Big Red Boat. Uh, welcome to the show, Boat. Hello! <laughs> and I know you have your own show, so I'm glad you're doing this one. Uh, yeah. I want to uh, actually kind of find out more about you and uh, what it is you've done in EVE and some of the stuff that uh, you bring to the game. Because you play it at a very high level, and you have been for a long time. Um, yeah. But we do want this to be casual, so I'll try not to use oh. my microphone voice. Which <laughs> don't go ahead. It's fine. Uh,
1: Actually, let's start at the beginning, though. How did you get involved with it? E? Oh God. Uh, well, it's been nine years now. Wow. I just looked at a clock recently. Yeah. A clock. Or Are you living thing, every calendar. half hour at a time. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know, but I looked at uh the thing. Uh, August was nine years, I think, but yeah, nine years in August. Well, what did wow. you play before it? Uh, what Kind of stuff. Did so, you play? so what got me into so before gaming even started? Not a lot of people know this. I mean, they they watch my show sometimes. I talk about it, but I did wrestling before this. You, you I wasn't what, much of wrestling? a gamer. Wrestling, yeah, collegiate wrestling. Oh, uh, okay, went to like school. the
0: Greco-Roman wrestling.
1: Yeah, 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 Greco-Roman freestyle, yeah, and folk style. Uh, I did that in, when I graduated I graduated high school in 2005, and then I went to college for that for a year. And after a year of that, uh, <laughs> I told myself, I'm never going back to school again, and I'm never going to do any kind of athletics again. Like, I was going from running six miles a day, five miles a day, to I don't ever want to run a foot. You know? I just kind of burn out. I don't Injuries, want to exercise
0: anymore.
1: Yeah, I was like, i am never exercising again. I got fat really quickly. Like, really, really quickly. I was 185 pounds. Uh-huh. You know, like 5% body fat, and I just ballooned up. Well, when I was at home, my brother and one of his friends, uh, when I came home, introduced me to an old Korean grind game called Navy Field. It's a a boat game, a little ship game, where you uh, work your way up different ship trees, and you have to grind like crazy, and I played that for a few years. And one of the guys that I met in that game, in a group called RSF, which was the strongest group at the time, um, was a guy named Tuzzy who's a, a really famous uh, GSOL guy in, in Goons. And we got to know each other real well. And he heard about Eve from Penny Arcade because he was a Penny Arcade member. Uh, Penny Arcade, a lot of people don't know this, but that's an old form, like way old, back in the day, kind of video game form. And they also are the guys who do PAX. Uh, it's the Penny Arcade Expo. So if you've ever heard of PAX, then you probably know about Penny Arcade, but you might not know it because of acronyms or whatever. anyway, so... He, he gets me and some uh, friends of mine from real life, and we get together, and it's like, okay, let's go play EVE. And I'd never heard of EVE. Uh, this was 2007. I'd never heard of Goons. I'd never heard of anything. But he said, it's a, a spaceship game like Navy Fields. So I was like, oh, excited. So we jump into EVE, and because of Penny Arcade, he introduces me to the corp I'm in now, which is called Merch Industrial, who are like affiliated with goons because they used to be miners and they used to ice mine back when goons didn't really have much. And the ice mining that they did was like essential for goons survival back then. Uh, and it turns out my corp is one of the, the is the oldest member corp in the Alliance besides fleet itself. So to give an idea of how old that stuff is, <laughs> yeah, so goons, the original
0: goons before they were goons were actually in different corporations, right? They didn't just yeah, come yeah. over and start.
1: So the way it used to work is with goons, is you had goon fleet, and then you would have sigs or um, or squads like Sigma, rho, delta, gamma, theta, and those squads were kind of like individual corps would be, and so that's how they treated it. And then member corps were just you know just member corps, and you could participate in things. And when I first got started in Eve, I had no idea what a form was. Like I didn't know about form posting. I didn't know about essay. I didn't know about arcade my my only post ever on penny arcade is still there it's the one post it was (laughs) hi i'd like to play eve with you literally it's all it says hi i'm new (laughs) i never posted there again (laughs) i never knew what forms were i didn't know what sa or reddit or any of that stuff wow uh because i was like you know a sports person and i got introduced to games just kind of on a whim uh you know i'd play games like you know xbox and halo and stuff but never yeah did
0: you play like when you were younger
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I played uh, like Xbox games with family. Like We would set up uh, four TVs in the house and play with friends and have friends come over, but it was never never computer games. So you would have like, really. a LAN
0: party and have friends over. Oh, yeah, this. yeah. We'd have up to 16 people in one house. So it was very social and and you were an yeah.
1: athlete, pretty much. Yeah, and then, then all of a sudden I became a nerd. I became a fat nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, then I moved. Uh, 2006. I moved up to where I'm at now in Kentucky, and um, went back to sc- our didn't go back to school, I started working. And so, when I got into Eve, I really didn't have anything going on but work. So, mm-hmm. it was like working and Eve, and that was all I did for like a few years. What, what was uh, it that hooked I, you though? Like, people hooked me on Eve. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I like playing games with friends. So, like I said, my real life friends got me really involved with Goons. And when we joined Goons, Goons had just taken the big, they had just started to push onto the RIT triangle. If you remember that back then mm-hmm. during the Bob war. And I had joined up with goons right after Shrike died. Oh, yeah. And so I started getting like flooded with all the stuff that was going on. And uh, my very first goon experience was flying a Drake. A month into the game, I had joined goons. And I flew a Drake. And I was belt ratting in 77S. And a very famous Bob pilot and a Lachesis decloaked and killed me. And I couldn't lock him. And I unironically said, help, I'm tackled in a belt in Local, or Alliance, or one of the two. And I got mocked. And they're like, well, why don't you shoot back at him? And I'm like, I can't lock him. And it was Lachesis. And I learned much later what a Lachesis was. But yeah, yeah I got solo killed in 77S, belt riding into Drake. <laughs> I don't even have the kill mode because it, it never generated. Like a, my oldest kill mode is a Blackbird. Oh. and Maybe it never
0: happened. Maybe it was a joke. Oh, oh, it happens. Oh, it happens. <laughs> but I like that you asked for help. And I like that um, that was a lesson that you still remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I used to get uh, – we mock people for that now, right? Like a guy screams help on top of the belt. We just kind of laugh at him. <laughs> and we make jokes about that to newbies. And, you know, that was something I did my very first, like, week in. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. something
0: about when Sh- Shriek got killed, uh, that's uh, when Goonsworm and Bob were going at it in the south, I think. And – yeah, I think that that Titan was one of the. It was the second Titan killed.
1: No, it was the first Titan killed in combat. It was like the fifth oh, right. Titan in the game. The first Titan. And all the other in, ones had been logged off. The first Titan so,
0: killed was not in combat.
1: It was. Uh, that was. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a guy from ASCII or Askin. And yeah. he had logged off but got aggressed by a smart bomb.
0: ASCN, and yeah. And ASCN, and off.
1: then they went and found him, and Bob killed him. That was the first Titan to die.
0: Yeah, that w- he that was, was th- logged off, so he wasn't there when it happened.
1: And then the next two that died was like a Leviathan and, and, a, and an Erebus, and those died because they were logged off. Mm. And then another one that died because he, again, logged off in a safe spot was uh, the Ragnarok from Mercenary Coalition, also Doom that triple a that famous oh, triple a audio where he's screaming yeah i'm gonna
0: have that dude on the show soon he's a really good it's good oh. to listen to him. anyway
1: yeah it's always funny to see that titan you know in first Native coalition active in bridging because that was you know the first times i heard about titan dying yeah. and then of course shrike died he was the first one who died in combat now
0: shrike was a and leader of uh band of brothers your mortal enemy at the well, time
1: well shrike shrike was sir mole yeah, and we'll, get, we'll get back to him later because I, I got a story about him Dude, later. great.
0: Uh, actually, I bet you have a ton of stories. And we can go two hours. I don't care. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, we can go as long as you want. I, I've told some of these I, before. but didn't want to say Shriek was actually bumped like crazy. And at the time... The, the great thing about Shrike, yeah you have to remember too, is he jumped into Doomsday, right? Mm-hmm. He came in to Doomsday and he cloaked on a gate. And the when he cloaked on that gate, a very famous merch industrial pilot named Atron who is probably the hero of Merchie, they call him, had an interceptor. Back when Goons didn't really have interceptors, he had one. And he burnt straight at Strike and decloaked him after screaming Strikes on this gate. And this is back in the day. This is right after a patch had happened. Um, to take it back a step further for EVE history-wise, I wasn't around this back then, but uh, Titans could jump in Doomsday, be at full cap within seconds, and jump back out. It didn't have that, like, 10-minute doomsday stuck in system timer yeah um until shrike did his doomsday he thought it was like the old way right and so he doomsdays and can't jump right back out so he cloaks thinking nobody noticed him well someone decloaked him and then he gets bubbled and then of course you know that's the famous strike death
0: yeah from there um, from their view they got bumped a bunch of times by all these little ships that were coming at him oh well, yeah Dudes kept
1: slamming into him yeah and back then, the um, the Dictor bubble change also came into effect. Back then, Titans, before this, Titans had their hitbox was on the outside of the Titan. Mm-hmm. So that, like, 12-kilometer radius. So when they smart-bombed, uh, an 11-kilometer Avatar had a 21K smart-bomb. So no bubble could bubble it because it would be, you know, the bubble is too small. Like, every other Dictor bubble. But they changed the hitbox to the inside so he could be bubbled with his 10-kilometer smart-bomb. And that's how they were able to keep him bubbled.
0: Oh, so just, yeah, there
1: was a, there was a bunch of changes that led to that death that weren't around before then. Right, so.
0: and, and actually it's funny yeah. because this is something else that um, that I'm been contemplating lately, and I probably will write about it. And that is evolution and how you have to basically evolve quicker than your opponents, because yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, as changes come, I look at how uh, pandemic legion got kicked out of fountain by IT alliance when <laughs> dominion sovereignty came, yep. and Bob uh, or IT at the time was just better adapted. They'd kind of practiced more and was able to wipe out um, Pandemic Legion.
1: I don't think that was the case.
0: Well, that is from their point from, of view.
1: <laughs> well, from my from my experience uh-huh. inside Leadership Channels, it was more of apathy, but we can get to that later. I, okay, I yeah, 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 that.
0: This isn't really about history, although you're full of history and that's great. Yeah, you actually, all right, so
1: back, back to me. So yeah. when I when I was a newbie, I, I liked Drake's. It just looked cool. I always zoomed way in and saw a Drake and I was always fascinated. And so my first ever when I took a Drake,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and another bit of history is the Matani was on that up. he wasn't the CEO then he was just kind of like a propaganda officer kind of person, you know, like a director and he told me to go camp the fucking gate with the frigates because my drake didn't belong on the fleet <laughs> he got told and I, and I literally sat on the gate with a bunch of newbie frigates and did nothing while all these battleships shot a <laughs> uh so that's what kind of got me started uh, I didn't see my first Titan for almost a year uh uh-huh. The Delve War and I didn't even see it then. Because my computer was so potato. Yeah. And the game was so bad that uh my first experience getting Doomsday was in a battleship. Mm-hmm. I was black screened. I saw the damage notification, and then I saw myself die. But I didn't see myself. Also, I saw was a black screen and I died. You got Doomsday. Uh, yeah, I got AoE Doomsday twice. Yeah. I back, survived the first
0: thing. Back then Doomsdays were area of effect. They wiped everything yeah. off the
1: yeah. and I couldn't even see the grid. It was my first battleship. I was in a I was in an armor shield tanked raven,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in delve and uh, Suez had told us to jump. <laughs> this is way before I was in FC or even thinking about FC, and I jumped and uh yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. I didn't even see myself. I just saw a black screen for an hour, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, strike stoops dead, and I was like, oh, I wonder what wonder what strike looks like? <laughs> and I had no idea what an avatar was. I didn't even see it. Just just dead, yeah. and then, like it's like, oh, I'm taking damage now. I see the damage notification. Oh, I lived. And they're like oh here comes another Titan, here comes uh I believe it was orange something and a Ragnarok, um, I forget his name, but anyways uh orange something and a Ragnarok and he doomsdayed and then I died and I was like oh look I'm dead. Well,
0: <laughs> this is interesting because twice now you're pulling names out of the past that are it's ten years old you know nine ten years yes. old. You have an amazing memory.
1: I yeah uh, I do I, I remember everything.
0: I have picked up on this and this is why. Uh, even though you have this very happy exterior, and let's let's talk about that first. Is you you right. kind of have this exterior where nothing you're unflappable and you're kind of laughing all the time. You almost look like you're always in a good mood, which isn't possible. But oh, it is possible. What's going on there? Like is that a, uh, is that a defense
1: against teasing or something? Yeah. So yeah, when I was younger, um, I was a fat kid up until high school. Right. So until high school, I was a fat kid, and then I got myself into an incredible build. For wrestling and football and I was very muscular very low body percent fat uh, and I remember when I was in sixth grade a kid made a joke about me not having a six pack I had a one roll and it always drove me nuts and so I always just smiled because it drove people nuts mm-hmm. if I didn't let them think it bothered me right I just smiled and so until high school I had to deal with a lot of bullying right and then high school came around and I just got big right I got muscular strong fast so I didn't get touched. Like no one fucked with me all through high school up to college. And what'd that, that feel like laughing exterior? I don't know. It was weird. Now let's, let's
0: stop there for a second. You're you right. You're kind of made fun of for a while and you smile yep. in defense of that. Then you have a whole different physique because you know, kids grow into different bodies.
1: I just became a happy person. Like I got to know everyone. I had this obsession with knowing everyone. Mm-hmm. And so it you, kind of transitioned into Eve. So you didn't turn into a bully on the reverse side no. of it. Okay. I became kind of like everyone's acquaintance. Mm-hmm. In high school, we had 3,300 students when I was a senior uh, in the school. And I knew most most people, I would say. All the teachers, most the, uh, all the staff, most of the students. I just knew everyone. I would walk around and just say hi to everyone. You know, um, I was friendly with everyone, even people that didn't like me. It, it drives people nuts. Uh, i tell you from experience, there's a couple of guys and goons that can't stand me. But it drives the nuts that I don't let it bother me. And I just smile at them and just go on like they don't exist. <laughs> But I do that Eve. So mm-hmm. I have this obsession with talking to everyone. I, I talk to everyone. They, they, they call me the unofficial diplomat as a joke. Like they mm-hmm. won't let me be a diplomat. Like Cyan si, never would. Yeah. Uh, but I still talk to everyone. Like from, okay, this is what goons are up to. This is what I'm up to. What are you going to tell me? You know, I act like a diplomat. It's hilarious.
0: Well, it's... diplomats trade in information, right? That's one of the right. things they do.
1: They... That's like an obsession of mine. I have to know everything. So and... I talk to Everyone. And
0: it's a, it's remarkable how much you know. I think, uh, and if it hasn't been known in public, I'll say it right now. Uh, I asked Boat at one point, I was like, I got to talk to you every day because you know so much about what's going on out there. You know more than the entire yeah. INN staff.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, too, is I'm not a diplomat. I'm not a spy guy. I dabbled in spying as a joke um, a while back just to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a, an excellent memory really good memory so when it comes to remembering things i remember everything uh i could tell you all of eve's history i know i I sat for two four-hour sessions with the guy that wrote the eve history book because he wanted to know goon history and i just told him all of it oh wow yeah the guy that wrote the book um everyone likes about uh history of eve or whatever i think it's the name of it yeah uh drew yeah andrew growing you're right yeah Mm -hmm. i sat with him and went through all of goon history that's great that you helped him <laughs> out. I told him a lot of Eve history too, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so for me that was that. But something a lot of people don't know is I didn't start off like going from like just playing the game to scene. Um, I, I I got a crossroads so when I joined Merchy. One of my crossroads was, what do you want to do? And the thing is with Goons, uh, Murchie has a, a like a, a tradition. A lot of people think of Goons now as Pap Links and have to go on Ops and have to do this or. You know, Mittens always makes the joke on the Meta Show of service, guarantee, citizenship, and very serious business. <laughs> but Merchy's always had a policy. Do what you want. It's a very strict policy. Do whatever you want. So when I first joined, I had a choice. I could do Spec Ops, which was Suez and his group of, like, quote-unquote slaves. Persona- he was a cult of personality, so they just followed him around like a puppy. And they just did whatever he wanted to do. And in his case, it was sometimes Mining Ops. Mind me a Titan. Mind me a Super. Or this is, you know, nine years ago, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could do Black Ops. Those were my two choices. And the, uh, the allure of Black Ops was, you're, it, it kind of reminded me of wrestling. So wrestling, the the, the idea behind wrestling is, it, it's an individual sport with a team concept. So you, you, you go out there and you wrestle individually, and you do well individually, your team's going to do well. And that's how Black Ops transition felt. It was like, if I do really good at shutting down this system, or camping this gate, or getting 400 kills this day because I camped this gate and everyone jumped into me, mm-hmm. that my team is going to do better. And Black Ops was infamous back then. This is before Bomber Bomber's Bar, before pretty much anyone did this. I think Mercenary Coalition did this in an alliance, but we would deploy to, like, Delve when goons were still in Faith of And this is before, I mean, you didn't have Black Ops battleships, you didn't have jump bridges, you didn't have any way to really move around. We would move in and live there. We would live out of cans. We'd live out of a carrier Thanatos that would have, like, extra stuff. And we'd put all our loot in the Thanatos and then jump it out once a week. Uh, we would live in Western Delve when it was believed you had you couldn't get past Null, right? Uh, yeah, you, you get caught at a gate Delve. camp or something. Right, and you and we would live in – West. I'd li- I remember I lived in Western Delve for, I don't know, a long time. And we would always go ahead of goons. Like, we would get there before goons would even go. Uh, I remember I lived in Fountain for a little bit with Black Ops, and we fucked with Bob and Fountain for – Six months and that was hilarious uh and I I was known to be dumb I would lose ships in dumb ways <laughs> but my favorite ship back then was uh was a falcon I loved flying falcons uh, were they the jam-
0: the jammers right yeah yeah the ones those that are jam- frustrating from- to opponents
1: yeah it, it would just like you would they're cloaked on a gate they would come through you would decloak tackle and then every you jam it and this way if they light a sign, you could get out but this is uh, there was no real counter dropping back then. It's nothing like it is today. It's nasty today. So there was no
0: no no counter dropping back then.
1: You would you would know they were forming a fleet. Like there was no prevalence of titans. I mean, there was like five titans in the game back then. Ah. Huh. You know, like Bob had like five titans across all time zones. Period. It wasn't like you had, jump uh, endless jump bridge networks and a hundred titans to pick from. You know, you had one staging system. Maybe uh, you had Bob renters. Because back then, remember, Band of Brothers had all those renters. Like, like EXE was still considered a, uh, a part of Bob, but they weren't really Bob. You know, you had like Bob and everyone else.
0: Well, back then so, they were called pets, right?
1: Right, yeah, pets. Yeah, it wasn't even renters. They were just called pets. So you'd go back and Blackouts would disrupt pets. Yeah. You know, Bob's tried to engage a war in catch, and we're back in the back fucking with their pets.
0: Well, well pets were a little different because they were kind of responsible for having a little bit of a military, like a militia. Whereas, oh, yeah, they had to take care
1: of themselves, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, renters on the other hand um don't have to carry about care about military at all. They can just mine and do yeah. industry and stuff like that.
1: But Black Ops, yeah, that was that was my favorite time in in Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh and a lot of people know don't know much about Black Ops because it's it's kind of gone underground in a long time. It's not really as famous as it once was, but a really famous bit of it was when uh if you remember a guy named Petaspesh from PL. Yeah, he's still around, right? And the uh, stops What's that? They were uh Alita Stops? Oh, uh-huh. They were an offshoot, a uh, splinter of Black Ops. They were the guys who were doing Black Ops uh when Goons uh kind of got fucked over by um when Goons got robbed. And Well, hold when... on. So
0: this is what you're saying here is the history of oh, Pandemic sorry. Legion is a splinter group of Goonswar. Not
1: not PL, but this one corp, Elite Stops.
0: Right. But they came so from the Goonswar.
1: Yeah, they were in Goons. He was an original goon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He used to do Black Ops with Goons. Uh, I had stopped doing Black Ops work at this point, and Penis Smash, because I'd moved to FC, and Penis Smash was in Black Ops along with a few others. And when Darius came back to kind of take over Goons, he got into a slap fight with uh, Black Ops guys, and told them that you need to listen to what I tell you or get the fuck out. And they, they said, "Okay, bye." <laughs> they went and joined PL, and that's what made Alita stops. So yeah, it's, that's a, that's some old history. But yeah, so I, I loved Black Ops. That was like something that a lot of people know about it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So
0: Black Ops is something that you were into a while ago, but then you got into FC, right?
1: Yeah, I got into FCing uh, because of a guy named Skavik. So they called him the human robot. Uh, he's the guy responsible for Goon's first Titan loss. Uh, but he wasn't known to lose. Hmm. Um, and the first time he did lose, I think he quit the game, just straight up left, like when he just it did, didn't work. But he was known as a robot because he just he was precision. I would say he was a better FC than V was back then, Back V and Shadu. I would say he's better than both. Really? At the time? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, easily. Uh, he was just that good. Like everyone relied on. Like back, back in the day when Russians were feared, you know, like X Death was a feared guy. Like you wouldn't want to fuck with X Death back then, or you wouldn't want to fuck with Sir Mole. Uh, Skabik I would put as one of the top. Um, and so I learned from him. And I remember, I remember he told me to do before I did my first op, was like, look, the way it works is you don't just get handed the keys and go FC. You need to go try it, you know, take a roaming fleet out and see what it's like. And if you get kills and people come on your next one, then you know that you can do it. And that's what it was. I went roaming in geminate <laughs> when Goons invaded Geminine once and uh, when the Atlas was still there. Yeah. Talk, uh, talk
0: about that pressure. You're starting out. What did it feel like?
1: There was no pressure. It was fun. Uh, I, I rode bikes, you know, back when most ops were considered only ops when it was serious. This is before I think even Goons had Jabber to use. It was just like, hey, let's go do a thing or...
0: Oh, before Jabber, they, what were you using for voice communication?
1: We used TeamSpeak 2. Oh, okay. That's how old this I'm talking is. <laughs> I remember, uh, to give you a little bit about Scavik in, in my history and goods, I was up at like 4 a.m., I couldn't sleep. And you hear, like I'm in a chat room and I forgot that I'd left TeamSpeak open. And oh. I hear Scavic go, everyone log in. And apparently they had, on Jabber, he had told people to get on for like a login trap. Against Bob and I just happened to be in the room. So I logged in my uh my my armor plated shield tanked raven <laughs> and got on a dread kill mill, my first cap kill mill. But yeah, that was scavik. Scavik was just a really good and so I I took over F I, I started FCing and I was starting to learn the ropes. Um I remember I got on my first NYX kill mill with him while I was a new BFC because we bumped the Knicks out of a POS using Typhoons. Uh, I remember I became obsessed. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I had this obsession with killing capitals. Uh, there's an inside joke in Goons of called the Truffle Pig. It drives me nuts. I don't like that name. But the people use it. They call. Uh, be- sorry, they, they call, call me you tr- that. They call me a Truffle Pig. Because uh-huh. I can find a super kill anywhere, or used to, when I actually used to take it serious. I would just go find titan kills. And super kills. But before I killed my first titan, um, I had this obsession with trying to catch them. Because... I almost caught an avatar once. I was a probing back when probing was AIDS. I mean, you think probing's bad now. It's so much better. So, so nice. back then, yeah. so back then you would drop one probe per planet. And you only had one probe to work with. And you would have to activate them kind of individually. And you'd have to move that probe every time you would try to probe. <laughs> Couldn't even describe the cancer that that was. But the problem with probing is, is it would take so long. So you would probe out a Titan... And if he was nano fit, which which all Titans were back then, you would land on him with your your as he was warping out. So like you would get the probe result, land on him, he'd be already in warp. That like twenty seconds of transition it would just take so long. And I I remember I chased an Erebus straight up. He literally was warping to safe spots straight up, and he had like thirty of them, and we never caught him. It was during a like he, they were trying to defend a Sino jammer, and so I was trying to catch him, and it became an obsession. I wanted to catch a Titan. But it also became an obsession with not losing ships. Uh, I mean, you might know me nowadays as someone who's made fun of for for losing fleets and Asakai and all that, but... We'll get to that. uh, Yeah, I had this obsession um, back in when I was a new BFC with uh, jammer takedowns. Uh, I don't know if you were playing the game back then, but back then fleets never really got bigger than 100, unless it was some serious, serious shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And... That 100 versus 100 would be everything. You know, not just your battleships. Maybe you had 30, 40 battleships. But uh, that was back in the days of our Romo Battleship Fleets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, jammer takedowns were a struggle because you had to surprise someone to get their jammer down. Because if they started gutting the POS, especially Bob were good at this. If they were gutting the POS, you might not get that jammer down without a lot of losses. And until you got that jammer down, you know, you weren't going to be able to do anything. And it was time zone warfare. And I remember I, I became obsessed with never losing a ship and taking a jammer down. It became kind of a, a famous thing for me. Um, I was known to hit jammers and not lose ships. So I could kill a jammer and get out and not lose anyone. And it was very surprising because back then you expect to lose battleships on jammers. It was just they were designed to kill you. Uh, so it became like an obsession, like a little game of mine to be perfect. Um, and I remember I missed an avatar I was trying to catch because he jumped to a beacon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a dictor. I had, I had a dictor who had one bubble, and we had one bubble to kill him before he jumped through a jump bridge. Because you Titans could jump bridges back then. And we bubbled him, we dropped... Ca- uh, I think we dropped a couple of dreads and battleships, and he got out in armor. Jumped through the jump bridge, it was gone, because we didn't we didn't have any more deter bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Capital
0: um, offense now.
1: So, like, three or four times I missed Titans. I couldn't catch him, And, you know, it wasn't like a lot of Titans were dying in the game. I mean, Shrike had died a couple times in Max... Uh, and my first Titan kill mill happened against EXE. Um, I have the audio. Log Executive somewhere. outcomes. Executive outcomes. Yeah. they avatar pilot named Hurley. Hurley. Oh yeah. Uh, you know the name because brave newbies killed him. Um, I think he's died three times, hasn't he? Uh, he, yeah, has now three times. Yeah. But he, he most infamously died recently to, um, brave newbies and uh bl they caught him being dumb yeah he's owned by someone else now but the original hurley sounded like a robot like he was always in outer space like it was a really weird sounding voice uh and we had been on an op for like eight hours shooting pause doing other things it was a long op and uh, shadoo comboed me because this is back when po and we were trying to kill bob uh and this is right before the band of brothers solve drop like name steal and Hurley was in the system of, uh, in, in the system in Curse. And he was known to warp to a station in Doomsday, like AoE Doomsday. And PL was like, yo, let's bait him. And Lady Scarlet was one of the US time zone FCs, and she was around. And, you know, I, I'd always dreamt of, you know, catching a Titan. I wanted to catch one. So we had this chance to get a Sabotage. And Shadu's like, look, we're going to bait him. We're going to get Doomsday, And you guys are going to provide the, the damage to kill it. So I had a 200 man fleet. And this is back when 200-man fleets was huge. I mean, I had a lot of dudes. And if you listen to the audio of this, it's somewhere. You'd have to look it up. Yeah, it's
0: a famous audio. We'll play it on this recording.
1: Where Shadu laughs. And then you hear him talk, and then you hear him laugh again. And the first laugh is because a French guy bubbles the Titan in a Hector after the doomsday goes off. The second set of laughing was when 200 goons poured into Locke. When Local was, like, at 30. You know, they had nobody to to protect him. And the audio of me doing this is very unflattering. It's like me screaming for, like, eight (laughs) minutes. Uh, But it was an achievement in EVE because it was the first Titan to ever be killed by just subcaps. And the only reason it worked is uh, Lady Scarlet had a scout two jumps out, but she didn't have her eyes three jumps out. And we hit our entire fleet three jumps out, big battleship fleet. And so, no one had any idea.
0: You were one jump further than her and
1: reconnaissance. the only reason we got the kill was because the Doomsday glitched. I was on grid in a vigil as the Doomsday went off. I was 210 kilometers away from the avatar. Doomsday goes off. My vigil survives. I burn it straight at the Titan and slam into the Titan right as we spike local. I didn't have a prober. It was the only character I had on grid at the time. So I was the only warp in. And he was like, you know, two, three hundred off the station. So we didn't have like the only dictator was this one Hector who was dying. And if it wasn't for us being able to get the, you know, warp back in, because PL didn't have any dictators or Hictors with them. Uh, we wouldn't have had it bubbled. And so I slammed my my vigil into him. The Doomsday doesn't kill me. For some reason, it misses. And then Goons warp in on top of it. And we bumped it like crazy and then we killed it. And it was an achievement because again, this is a Bob Titan, quote unquote, because it was EXE. Um I forget what they used to call them. There was a name for them. Not, they didn't call them pets, but they had like an official term for them. Um, it was Bob and then something else.
0: Oh, the Greater Bob uh, Alliance or something? Greater Bob?
1: Uh, GMA or It's yeah, Something like that. Yeah, yeah Greater
0: like Bob As- Associates or Greater Bob Friends. Yeah, notice.
1: something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, um, anyway, but, they were allies. So yeah, and we, we killed it. And it was during U.S. time when Lady Scarlet was supposed to be you know, feared. And I remember a famous quote from a, a goon where he was like, fuck, I knew I should have went on Boat's POS, shut up. Because I was known for shooting POS back then. And yeah. people hated my ops because I just shot POS all day. I was the only FC. All yeah. the other FCs quit. Like Darius Johnson goes, Boat, you're the FC now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that happened. That was my first Titan kill.
0: Well, let me let me get back to you. Uh, oh, sorry. To, you know, that's great. This is great because this is what we want. I mean... Right, the, the amount of stories that you have in your head, we got to get those out, <laughs> so yeah, record sorry. them, so future generations can look back on the early. Uh, I mean, I, I
1: I could tell you another one too here, real quick. Uh, my first dread loss or my first dread bomb, I, I participated in.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. So again, I was a new BFC. and at the time, Scabic quit. Sue has quit. Sue is, uh, used to be involved in some stuff in her life, and I don't want to get to this because that's up to him. But he good.
0: Uh, just let's uh, pause for a moment. Sue is a yeah. very charismatic early Goon Swarm guy. He's the one that you see playing uh, the Little Bees song. Yes. Uh, with Darius yes. Johnson behind him and a bunch he's, of goons around the table.
1: He's now in CO2. Um, right. Very Very famous because he was one of the guys that helped organize the war against goons.
0: Right. When he was really the symbol of goons for a time back then.
1: Right, he was a face. A lot of people yeah. liked him. I didn't like him. Yeah, I met him a couple times in real life, um, especially one notable time in Paris. And he was chill in real life, but uh, in, in video game, I couldn't stand him because mm-hmm. I didn't like the the way he approached the game. It's like everyone was his little pet or his slave, and I, it reminded me too much of Bob. And I hated it. it. drove me nuts. But so I, I tried to be different than him, and the way I did it ends. Uh, Wait, why, why does that
0: drive you nuts? Because that drives you nuts. Uh, you know, motivated the to that- attack Bob. No, like, like in the
1: sense, the sense that like was 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 uh, Sir Mole had this about him. Sir Mole thought he was always better than everyone, mm-hmm. and by better than everyone in the sense that there was nobody that he would cons- like. In my, every, all the recordings I have from him talking and the way he would act and the way he approached the game was almost like, okay, Exe aren't allies; they're pets. You know, if you're not Bob, you're not good enough to be considered even a friend. And I always played video games with friends, right? Like, real-life friends. So I would never look at, like, allies now, give me an example, Stain Russians, uh, are good friends of mine. And I would never look at them as like, oh, they're just, whatever, they're just video game nerds. I view them as in-game friends first, right? And so when it comes to, like, if, if like, Stain Russians came up tomorrow and say, hey, Boat, we need your help, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I got you, buddy, no problem. And and that's the thing that Suez I don't think ever did. He always had this call of personality where people kind of, like, flocked to him, but he was he was kind of nutty. I mean, he at the time, as when I knew him, he was on cocaine a lot, and he was just nuts.
0: All right. But what I want to get to is your buttons yeah. that were being pushed, because obviously it sounds like what motivates you is having friendships, and then what makes you mad, and uh, motivates you to kill it's people. The way
1: people treat others. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is a disrespect yeah. or
1: a entitlement no, I mean,
0: the the feeling of
1: entitlement? See, the way I view the game too is it's a video game, right? So it's space pixels. But I like to play with the personality and the, uh, the psychology of the game, right? So the uh, out-of-game experience that Eve brings, right? So when, when I when I deal with Eve, it's do I like this guy or do I know? And I'm almost like everyone. I'm one of those types that, that likes everyone. There's not, not really anyone that I really dislike. But if I do dislike you, I'm going to murder everything But in, that, in terms is, of the game. Is that yeah. the
0: real Eve or do you think they're both legitimate?
1: Oh, they're both legitimate in Eve because that's the way Eve is. Like, there you can't play Eve without getting involved outside of the game. An mm-hmm. um, example right now, I have Jabber on this monitor over here, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, there's Discord, over there's Skype, Oh, right here Skype, and I probably have a way to talk to anyone I need to at Eve through any of those three things. You know, You're so constantly and connected. those are all out of Eve. I don't have Eve open. I can talk to everyone about what's going on within an instant. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't have to be in Eve to do it, and I think that's what makes Eve's. You know, special, and that's what I think is the draw to it. Um, but I, like I said, I like to get my fingers and everything. And and one of the things is, is when I became the quote unquote head FC, it's because everyone else quit. We had no other FC. I was the only, only FC. Like skirmish commander nowadays, we, we have programs to prevent like something like this from happening. But if you could imagine, in you're, you're an NC, imagine if Vince was the only FC. Period. No other FCS. Twenty four hours a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all. You, that's all we had was me. For a period of like six months. And this was a period when AAA was trying to kill us. Uh, when Nink was trying to kill us and was being paid to kill us by the Aluminum Tycoon back then. Uh, the
0: Aluminum Tycoon?
1: You don't remember this guy? No, I don't. Oh, this is a good story. <laughs> Gosh, history. So uh, I was the only versus a guy who, a guy, and I don't remember his name right now. But uh, X-Death knew him, knew of him. Ah, uh, the Russian community forums used to be very, very big deal. Russians never talked on Evo. Evo was like the the Eve forums before Kugu and uh, Reddit existed, where you would just chat and talk shit. Well, the head of Russian version of that and the Russian forums were famous because a guy came along, who was an aluminum tycoon in Russia, in real like, life, almost like almost like an oligarch, yeah, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and decides he wants he wants to play Eve. And by wanting to play EVE, he dropped $100,000 on the game. He bought five Titans and four Mothership characters and the Titans. Bought them off.
0: Was he in Red Overlord? Yes. Okay, yeah. He, he bought their the whole capital who fleet. It.
1: Got banned because all that was illegal. Then dropped another 100000 in Plex, legally, and bought them all again. Yeah. That's this guy. And this guy wanted us dead. Why? Because Nink, at the time, had an area of EVE where a 10 of 10 complex would spawn that could get you a lot of money. And it would only spawn once a day, right after downtime. And whoever controlled that would get paid a billion to 10 billion a day, depending on the type of loot it dropped. It was a 10 of 10 complex. the only one of two in the game, right? And it was a static one, so it never moved. It was always there. And we started fighting Red Overlord over it. And that's what caused the split... You know, like that's when Red Alliance fell apart, and then a big split happened. And the Illuminati tycoon didn't like that. So he hired Nick, started paying him real life bucks, just FC. Uh, to kill us. Him and Triple A. And it was us versus them, and it wasn't going well. I mean, you're talking about almost I would say like the bought and paid for Russians. So at, the, at this is before the current Stain Russians, so you had the old Stain, who were feared for their dreads, Triple A and Red Overlord versus Us. Uh and I was the only FC. <laughs> So I'd go to work, come home and FC for like six, seven hours. And uh, I beca- uh, it became crazy. And I remember uh, the very first time I got involved in Dreads, a AAA, uh, AAA was trying to shoot a POS. And I, I got a hold of the Tau City Federation uh, TCF FC. And I got a hold of another allied FC. And we're like, okay, we're going to go balls deep. And I ordered everyone. You're going to try had,
0: hard, in other words.
1: <laughs> oh sorry yeah that might not be a good word to use this but yeah so um the decision came down to me do we, we do we try it or not and it was right before downtime and i said okay let's do it so we dropped the uh, sniper dreads back when this wasn't a real thing uh, you know 180k dreads and there's a video of this it's, it's really awesome cartoon made it on the old goon ceos uh they warp in six dreads on top of us, six pulse revelations we nuked those and we proceeded to pick off their dreads, but their dreads could barely hit us, where we were doing like double their damage. And even though we were outnumbered, I think we traded like 19 dreads. We lost for like 30 dreads of theirs, and we won the timer. And it was just famous because the decision came down to me when I was barely a real FC at this time. Like, it was the only guy. Darius is like, if you want to do it, do it, go. And I dropped on him, and we won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did it again. Uh, we refined the Doctrine more and did it again later. Versus Band of Brothers and just stomped them. We killed like sixty dreads, all in all, like it's huge number. I don't even know it was sixty, maybe even forty, but it was just a lot for back then. Uh, and then we lost like five, and it just proved a concept. So yeah, well, I remember those. Here, here's oh, a little
0: something for you. When I first yeah. got to, um, when I first got to to actually become in charge of the news and mm-hmm. all that, uh, I was coming in with a pretty good record. I knew that they wanted me to be there, and I was looking forward to you know doing this. Uh, as a new project but I think I'd heard an interview with you and Asher Elias uh, on his show it's a great interview a lot of history there and uh, I think you said something that was not really that bad about Lady Scarlet but it made me mad because I was like oh yeah yeah, I remember you told me about I was like no way Um, so then I uh, my first meeting with Matani I didn't have many meetings with him directly now I have him all the time but at the time I sat with him and I said (laughs) all right, you want me to work for you, I'll work for you, but you need to tell Boat not to say stuff like that. He yeah, goes, so this, this... Wait, wait, he, let me just tell you, sorry, on sorry. the record, he said, what? Boat's a war hero. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> no way, I'm not telling him to do anything. Boat's oh, a war hero, and this must I, be where it comes from.
1: I can say some stuff about, about that relationship, but uh, I'll say that for later. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so the latest card thing... Uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but I might have told you this, is that back in the day, I only had, like, you never had live intel. Spying was like a sacred, like, light the candles and make a a start, uh, you know, like a, a pentagram, and, you know, and and only the dark inner circle knew about the, the spy stuff. And I remember one of our spy guys was eventually a Goon onim name cartoon came to me and would give me audio logs of her FC. And she always had this really high-pitched, really angry bitter sounding voice and she always talked down to people and it just had this really nasty personality and the way she approached conversations with people in local or i would see alliance chat logs and the way she would talk drove me nuts like i I just couldn't stand her and when i was a newbie and goons one of the biggest running like jokes was to mock the fact that she was a big woman at the time uh, because we had these pictures that were shared with us from the Bob forums of her like a band of brothers meeting at the Hoover Dam.
0: Yeah, that was a destructive and, influence meeting, yeah. Right, right. And so that
1: was the only thing we had to go by. And so me and as a, a very uh, unflattering picture. Right. And me as an ignorant, an ignorant person back then. I was a lot younger than I was twenty-two years old, twenty-three years old, you know. Mm-hmm. I was rather ignorant to to like social cues with that stuff. <laughs> Uh, cause I was like a dumb frat boy who made jokes like that. Like it was no big deal, you know, mm-hmm. And to me, it was just a joke, but it became serious one day, one time only did I ever take it serious with the joking and it got me banned in local was, uh, she was just being an ass. And I said something like a quip to her and local about, is this the fleet that's designed to carry you system to system? And she got me banned, like their whole fleet white knighted for her. And it got me banned for like a week. And I stopped making the jokes for a long time after that until I'd heard from her recently and I made another joke and that's when you got mad at me. But yeah, and then I met her at FanFest and she was an amazing person. Completely different than what I was used to in the game. You know? Yeah. I sat and talked to her for like an hour and completely different personality <laughs> than I'd ever imagined. So yeah, it was a it was a weekend well,
0: It's important to remember that well, people start this game when they're very young or right. different and they change because it's been 10 years. Okay. People change in...
1: Oh, yeah. If you want to have a chuckle, I used to have terrible grammar, terrible writing. And it wasn't until I started writing on goonfleet.com and on essay and different forums that my grammar improved enough that I felt confident writing essays in college. That's something that no one knows, I don't think. This might be a first for, for interview. <laughs>
0: well, we
1: made it uh, I, I, I had dyslexia and I was always terrified of reading up until about well, six, seven years ago. I hated reading. Couldn't read. I, I could read. I was I w- bad at it.
0: I wonder if that's why your memory is better than
1: usual. Maybe. But my memory's always been good. Okay. It's always been very good. I didn't know that I people had
0: compensate with well, different things.
1: I have dyslexia, but I was also ungifted. Oh. Uh, I have a 139 IQ. So my, oh. my memory's What, steep. you
0: couldn't score that last point for 140?
1: No, I couldn't. <laughs> and I don't I, I, I want to go into that. I used to get mocked on as a kid because I was in gifted classes uh-huh. one day a week out of five. And I was in SLD, which is, uh, or, uh, yeah. SLD uh slow learning disability class one day a week and the normal class is three days a week. Um, so you're, the other, you're basically
0: yeah. taking classes for learning disabilities and at the same time you're taking yeah. gate. Amazing. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> what yes. a
0: contradiction.
1: So, so anyways, uh, anyway, because of writing on forums and like, you know, like you have guys like dead tier other goons that would like, Go on you like crazy for using "you" with a U, letter U. And, uh, you know, doing like texting mm-hmm. version of typing on forums. Uh, I started having to use commas and be grammatically correct. So I taught myself how to, to do that. Then I went to college again uh, for teaching. And ironic enough. Um, and, yeah, I can write a 20-page essay in a few minutes. No big deal. Just start writing and it's perfectly done. And then just have it grammar checked a little bit. And, yeah, so it's – I would say – not a lot of people might know this, but yeah, if it wasn't for like Eve and forms and all that, I probably would have never done that.
0: That's amazing. And you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, went on to become a teacher. Is that right?
1: Yes. I have a degree in elementary education, bachelor's degree.
0: So what do you use that
1: for? What do I use it for? Teach elementary. Teach. Uh, I do substitute teaching right now. Um, okay. But I can teach kindergarten to fifth grade.
0: Do you, uh, like, is that where some of your persona and artwork come from? Because you do your artwork for your show.
1: Yes, I, I do it. by hand. I do uh, MS Paint, and yes. And when I design lessons and stuff, yeah, I would get pretty goofy with it. But I, you I have the re-
0: hat, right? You have the pirate hat? Yeah, it's,
1: the... it's over here. That was a gift, actually, for mm. Uh, I, An old Diplo, Goon Diplo made it for me, for a costume. So how much and... of
0: this persona has been evolved from EVE? Uh, or were you always this kind of jovial person with props and oh, stuff gosh. like that?
1: Eve, yeah. Definitely Eve. Hmm. No, I, I never – I was always uh, very shy, like very uh, – like right now I'm on video, right? And I would say anywhere from 10 years ago until seven years ago, I would have never done this. Ever.
0: And as far as streaming for – um the Imperium News, you're one of the leaders in that channel, kinda of helping other people get their streams up and going. Your branding is solid. You have like a whole look. You have a persona. <laughs> yeah. You have a presence on screen.
1: That's a persona, by the way. Well, I mean you probably know this, but not a lot of people that will see this might not know this. But yeah, that's a persona. I don't the dumb idiot boat that laughs and does dumb things, that's uh that's not really me. <laughs> the uh the smiles and all that, that's not uh, I would say it's not always me. What, what is really you then or what is the I don't know. That's the hard part. So like with me uh so I'm a like in, in stream I'm considered very loud, very screamy, very vocal, but I like quiet. I don't I don't watch TV loudly. I don't I like reading. I like to, I can go, like uh probably after this I'll probably go lay in my bed and just sit there quietly and read till I fall asleep. Uh so I don't do loud. Loud drives me nuts. I I don't know if it's something that the uh, it's like, the psychologist never figured it out, but like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's like, um, like, uh, if you're driving in a car and, uh, people have problems where if they're driving, if they're not driving, if they're not in control, right. Um, loud noise in a car can cause them to freak out. Uh, so that's me. Like I, I have to drive the car or have it kind of quiet, uh, or I'll freak out. And like the only person I can ride in a car with is my father. And I've like 50 people I've tried to ride with. I, it's hard for me to ride with people in a car unless it's quiet and so when it comes to video game like Eve when people see me stream I'm always very loud I have noisy music and there's loud and this and boom and boom. and ops or I'm talkative and I hate silence on Ops and it drives me a little nuts but in real life I'm, yeah I like it quiet
0: but isn't that something to do with um, and this will sound worse than I really mean it but isn't that kind of a characteristic of autism like you can't handle sounds
1: it's interesting to say that because my girlfriend has autism but no huh. it's not I've, I've actually had that checked, and yeah, it's not autistic. It's weird because, like I said, I have the high IQ. Mm-hmm. I have dyslexia. But um, uh, the psychologist kind of like they came up with it. This is a while ago, maybe four or five years ago. The idea is it's a control thing. I have to be in control almost. Huh. And so if I'm not in control of the situation, then external noise and things can cause a problem. They so. irritate you. Yeah, which is weird. It's, it's weird. I, don't have, I, mean, I wouldn't say I have those. We're all people
0: weird wouldn't. and we all have characteristics of different things. <laughs> yeah. It's just when they combine and become too serious and get in your way, then they become something well, that gets analyzed. And,
1: and it, it makes, again, uh, one of the quirks, like I said earlier in the, in the interview, is I have to know everything. And it will drive me nuts if I find out later that I didn't know something that I should have known before. So, like, if I find out a few hours after that something could have happened like i could have done something to eve to help someone and they didn't tell me because they just didn't think to ping me it's like oh what the fuck dude <laughs> drives me nuts
0: so is that, i have to know everything is that yeah. a like a remorseful um you know a moment past or is that uh, do you, would you liken it to a control thing
1: uh i don't know if it maybe it's a control thing maybe it's uh i don't know i have my fingers and everything like you know how like if you ever, ever talked to Mittens, it's like the spy master aspect mm-hmm. where he likes to be involved with everything. I like to be able to talk to everyone. So there isn't a thing in Eve I probably don't know about unless it's something that like some upper echelon leadership isn't talking about to me or I've heard from someone. Like I tend to find things out and our diplos will be surprised, or you'll be surprised, or Yeah.
0: You know. I, truly it's, amazed at how much how much information you have at any given time about so, so, everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's an example to give you an idea of like to explain something to me that not, not a lot of people see is when it comes to me talking to everyone um a before the big war started back in january i knew what everyone was doing in terms of plnc dot who was involved what they were doing how they were involved all because i had made friends with someone who hated goons as a whole but he liked me because I always kept my promises. So in EVE, you know, sometimes in EVE, relationships on an alliance, like a ma- massive level, can come down to a few words. And there was a guy named Blarfin who used to be like our Sky Team Marshall guy. And he used to be known for working with certain groups, telling them he'll do something for them, and then not really doing it. Like he would get what he wanted out of them and then kind of like leave them to fend for themselves. But I, I made it a point of mine that if I say I'm going to help someone, and they help me, I'm going to go help them, even if it pisses off certain people later. But I said it helps, so I'm there. And that kind of relationship with this person became kind of a friendship. So when the Great War started, uh, Stainwagon told NC to go screw themselves when NC offered them like $100 billion to stay on the war. And that was because of me, because of my friendship with the, one of the Stain leaders. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was really good friends. If you if you watched the uh, Meta show recently, there's a guy named Veronic, mm-hmm. or Veronic, or how do you say his name? I, I call him Veronic, but maybe that's not how you say it. But he's one of the Stainwagon leaders, so he's one of the, the whole leaders, and he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the earliest onset of the war, um, he was telling me things like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you know, Goblins wants me to hit you guys and not hit Aquarius, and he's threatening me and saying, Look, if you don't do this, I'm gonna sic NC on you. And NC's and like, here's a hundred billion if you stay out of this. And he was like, "Nah, no, nah, I don't want that. I'm, I'm friends with both. And so our relationship with Steve was kind of solidified because he liked me. He couldn't stand Mittens. He couldn't stand Cylon, He couldn't stand uh, Blarf because he felt like those people represented what Blarf did, but he loved me. So the Russians hung out with me. Well, that's, in- <laughs>
0: that's interesting because NCPL, yeah. uh, their bond is built on Grath and Vince being right. friends. They don't necessarily like the people around them on each other's side, but they do yeah, like exactly. each other.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly how this started. Like, Veronica couldn't stand a lot of the leaders we had and almost helped NCPL fight us with all of Stain. If it wasn't for me, like, just chatting them up every day. And yeah, we became good friends, yeah. That's so yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting thing that, that can come at the eve that I don't think happens in other games. But that, would ha- that happened with Stain Russians, and now we're actually allies with them. Like, we're, we're you know, they live in Ketch, we live in uh, Delvin. If we need help, they come over, and if they need help, we go over there, so. Yeah. yeah, It might be
0: really important in the near future.
1: Yeah, but, well, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, a little more of the past, though. Yeah. I want to get back sure. to Asakai. You were actually instrumental in that the fight actually started uh, over one of your, uh, what do you call it, bloopers or something you did?
1: Well, you could say that, but. I don't call it that. So Asakai, you, you didn't was have a,
0: information you you needed, right? Something like that. Oh, no, you explain. You, go
1: ahead. Uh, so have you ever you ever heard of a show called uh, Air Disasters or Seconds from Disaster on History Channel? Uh, no. I don't know if you watch History Channel much, but there's a thing called Seconds from Disaster. What they do is they take a disaster like Chernobyl, and then they go back in time to break down the series of events that leads to that disaster. So like a chain of events that just happened one after the other so perfectly that bad big explosion happened, right? And that was Asakai. Asakai was a series of events that just no one knew would line up so perfectly to cause the event. Um, in terms of scale of the most biggest battle ever, it really wasn't that big in terms of that scale. But And what could have happened because of it is what made it so famous. Uh, and the press that became behind it. So there were like, out of the top ten battles that ever happened in EVE to that point of Asakai, Asakai was like six or seven. But it was the press that came from it. The Game Informer pick up on the article, the uh, Steven Mesner article. That there was just all this press on it that made it such a big deal, right? Uh, so, well, how that's it actually starts, what
0: drew in a lot of people to the game, including right. the beginning of brave newbies and just a yeah, huge spike.
1: The Reddit explosion, uh, from test kind of dissolving to to Asakai and then the thing about the thing about Asakai that's hilarious is. While a lot of people say, "Oh, it's because boat jumped instead of bridging," and that joke has been made. I got, I got that made to me dish the other day uh, when I was at local. Um, but it, that didn't cause the problem. That was what I wanted, like almost, almost like a bad thing to happen, but it worked out in my favor at the beginning. And, and here's why: I jumped instead of bridging. What happened was I was dual boxing. So you imagine my monitor here and my monitor here, and I had four monitors at the time. I only have three now, uh, and I have my Knicks logged in. I have my Leviathan logged in, and my, my, my layout for my mods are always the same. But I wasn't really looking at the mod layout. And the plan was to jump my Nyx in his bait to see who reacts, because nobody was showing up. Uh, a spy against Goons, who was an FCon, he was working for PL, had informed us of a fight that was going to happen over a tower, and that PL was going to be there. And I, for months, I'm talking three, four months, I'd been trying to catch PL super fleet. Because they were doing drops in the north with like 20 or 30 supers. And I really wanted to catch these guys. And so I set up a log off trap. I logged off seven, uh, you know, 80, 90 supers and titans. We had 30 titans log in. Uh, a guy named Atrum, uh, who's our reimbursement director, convos me and was like, hey, Boat, can we take titans this time? Because I'd been doing drops in low sec and killing dreads and stuff. And I never took titans, uh, I was just taking supers. And I said, yeah, if we get 30, I'll bring titans. We got 32 we had 70, almost 70 supers and I, we log off in tribute no one sees us log off PL didn't know we were there and how many we had and so I I, I wanted to jump my Knicks in his bait and then we had 50 carriers docked so they wouldn't appear on the map but they were ready to jump in and rep me um, this is before I would say before car- the carrier menace thing really happened with, uh, with PL I'd venture to say it. maybe it was around that time but anyway so I jump in and I click jump, and I look over, and I go, oh, fuck. I just jumped my Titan. And everyone's like, oh, don't panic. I'm like, no, not really. Okay, carriers on dock, carriers jump. By the time they landed the carriers, they had me a full cap almost instantly. And I'm ready to jump out. Like, this is before ta- uh, uh, jump fatigue. I'm ready to jump out. I'm not tackled. I got 50 carriers next to me. My Nyx is now on grid because I jump it in shortly after. My, my Leviathan's full cap, ready to jump. And so I just casually jumped the Leviathan out. And PL takes debate. PL drops their supers on our carriers. As soon as PL takes debate, bait, I said, right, everyone log in. Let's go. We got what we wanted. And PL only had 30 supers on grid. We drop in like 50. We drop in 30 Titans. This is before Titans could doomsday in low sec. And I thought their DPS would be like Dread DPS. You know? Um, and I was like, okay, let's go. Neither side had dick tacklers. <laughs> we didn't have any dick Hictors. They didn't have any Hictors. We were both aligned out in a straight line. Uh, the first loss was a hell for us because he didn't speak up that he was being primary. So I could tell him to work out. Um soon as the super fight kicks off, Laz and uh, the edge come along. Both of them very enthusiastically more, 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 give boat more, give boat more. This is perfect. We got PL where we want him. But like I said, with the chain of events, it's before jump fatigue. It's before, um, People understood a lot of the, the mechanics of tie-dye. And tie-dye kicks in hardcore. I mean, it's bad. There's a thousand people in local climbing. The system's not reinforced. NC dot uh, NC is, at the time, at the other end of EVE. Fucking uh, Nully Secunda at the other side at the end of EVE. Test at the other end of EVE. All managed to get there. Because with tie-dye, just more of them start piling in. Uh, at one point, Black Legion was doing a dread move-up. That we had no idea about. So they had like 200 dreads and carriers. On a move off that they drop in. And so it just became all of V versus goons. And we weren't able to get reinforcements there. For some reason Laz took subcaps by gate. Rather than bridge. And tie-dye hit him a couple of jumps out. Um, and it just became worse and worse. Like we kept sending more in. Until it got to a point where Ale- uh, the Matani was like. Hey we got to get out of here. And. So the
0: dye is getting bad because you're in the fight. You're you're going a lot slower than everybody outside the
1: fight. Outside of the fight. So they're
0: able to, to make their operating way there. real
1: time. We're operating 10 times slower. Yeah. So in a minute in Asakai, it went by. Um, or 10 minutes in Asakai were 60 minutes real time. So they, you know, and back then you could jump, dock, jump, dock, jump, dock. As long as you had the fuel. Or jump, get capped, jump, get capped. And so you could move. 10 jumps like uh, NC covered 10 sino jumps all the way across the from Delve or catch one of the two all the way north to Asakai in like an hour
0: and this is when uh, CCP looked at that and said we got to stop that ability yeah
1: that's that was the reason that they wanted it fixed that was when they looked at it, it was that fanfest right afterward fanfest was like a month or two later
0: yeah
1: and that's when they decided yeah we need to change this this is this is ridiculous because Asakai would have never happened that way if if jump fatigue was in. never it would have been an easy wipe we would have probably killed 10 or 15 PL super carriers we would have lost three or four and that would have been that you know because by then we had subcaps we had hictors on field we were pointing PL I think we killed I think one or two super carriers you know we lost in retrospect we didn't lose much where we lost a lot were dreads and carriers we lost five super carriers and three Titans one of which was mine one of the Titans that died died because he logged out because the client crashed him in a safe spot, and he was logged out for eight hours and never disappeared. This is before the 15-minute aggression thing. You know, like if you were aggressive while logged out, you would stay aggressed. Um, they didn't have that. So he should have disappeared. He was there for eight hours. He, he eventually got uh, no reimbursement because CCB wouldn't reimburse during fights.
0: Yeah. But what what <laughs> this it, really was was the precursor to a battle that would come later that was even bigger.
1: And that was And was the reason R went as well as it did for us. And a lot of people don't know that. But but back to the story. So it was like a chain of events. So Tess gets there. They decide to shoot us. You know, all these people show up, and at the end of it all, and and, and no fault to Mitt, uh, Mittens at this time, but it's time he had to make a call. And a lot of allies were calling for my head, and we had a thing called autocrats, which are the allied leaders, right? They're calling for my head. They want blood. You know, I just cost them a supercarrier each. You know, uh, I, I cost them a bunch of dreads. And it was the dreads and carriers we lost that were a big deal because it was at a crossroads. If PL had really wanted us dead, they could have turned around and invaded us right there and we would have been in some serious trouble. Like our, our finance team, you know, we basically lost nine hundred billion in dreads and carriers and a few supers and stuff were irrelevant, but it was the dreads and carriers. Uh it was the numbers. You know, hundreds of those. Uh, and so our finance team wants my head, you know, and and goons in general were like, yeah, boat just fucked up. We want his head. So Alex had to kind of Throw me under a bus at that time. So he took quote unquote takes the keys. Uh, there's a famous uh, image of that. Of of different boats sinking from the Italian like uh com- captain and they're all named different fleets that I could quote unquote FC. And so at the time he kind of just had to to throw me under the bus and say, Okay, boat, this is your fault, you're done. Even though like Laz, the Age, and a couple other FCs were really saying, keep going. Like I it would have never been, it would have been, okay, PL's dropping us, let's get out of here there's more people coming, let's get out of here. It wouldn't have been kept going if all these other people weren't saying, okay, Boat, we got this. It wasn't until Mittens finally made the call, you know, four hours in, hey, this is not, we're not winning this. Let's get out of here. Let's accept our losses and go. Um, you know, and so that's when that happened. That's that's actually what cost me my Titan because I went back in. Like, my Titan was out safe. I would have never have lost it. We'd only lost two Titans that fight. I jumped it back in about halfway through the fight.
0: <laughs> but you weren't going to... Have other people's titans get killed and not yours.
1: It was more I was told. <laughs> kinda, get it back kinda, in
0: there.
1: Don't you better not be out of system, but what are you thinking? Oh, I lost yeah. my Titan, my nicks. Uh my nicks had jumped out successfully. Lost cap, jumped out. Uh got Dictor bubbled like an hour later and killed.
0: Oh, in the Dichter. system that it jumped out? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like oh. I no, in the in the system in Asakai. Oh like I jumped my Nicks out of Asakai safe. And like an hour later it says Hictor Point which was like ten minutes a game and then like so, know, the system,
0: so the game was screwing up.
1: Yeah, so my ship was invisible. Like, it like had jumped out and disappeared. But I was still in system, and I still got killed. And I never got reimbursed. Oh, I remember I talked about that at FanFest, the CCP, once. It was hilarious. They, they kind of laughed. Um. But was, what was great about Asakai wasn't what it, how it affected me or goons. is what it did for the game. Like you said, brave newbies and all that. But what it even did is I remember I was at FanFest right after Asakai because they, they paid for a lot of things for me. I got to go to FanFest for free. I... Got to Why is
0: that? Because of Asakai?
1: Yeah, so Asakai made CCP a lot of money. Um, I, I was at a bar when uh, the chief financial guy at CCP came up and bought me a drink and was like, just so you know, Asakai made my first quarter alone within the week of Asakai. To give you an idea of how much money Asakai made CCP. <laughs> it made them a lot of press and a lot of money, you know, a big fight like that. Because there no big fight like that had ever had the coverage that Asakai did. Because it, it was sold as boat messed up. the, the, the mess up that sunk the Titanic or the, the mistake that that did this or that, you know, it could be marketed that way and the press took off with it, you know. But did they um,
0: did they persecute you or are they just saying, look at the scale of this game?
1: Uh, what do you mean? CCP or like the, the press? The press. Oh uh, no, the press treated it like because I, I you know I used my laughable joke in the interviews and did like my whole smiley personality when the interviews happened. And really made it sound like, you know, I messed up. Whoops, oops, you know, cutesy <laughs> fun. But I, I hated Ask. I was pretty bitter about it for a while because, like I said, uh, Alex uh, or Matani's call I keep mine calling call him Alex like his name, but Matani's call at the end was, uh, okay, Bo, you can't FC supers anymore. No, t- no Titans or supers. And that's when a, like, a policy change came in. And then it, and then, you know, the Fountain War happened with, with Test and it was, um, Okay, Boat, now you can't fly battleships. And the Diage always had this, like, thing against me. And so it gave him an excuse to get rid of me. And it it just became like a dow- downward spiral for me in goons uh, until I took up bombing. Uh, and that's what brought it all back.
0: Let's let's start in bombing in just a second. I want to review this. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Because you were an FC for a long time. And at one point, you were the only FC. Right. Then this... Uh, Asakai happened that started a little bit of trouble for you. But what
1: I wanted to ask for history, too. I know there's a ton in there. Go ahead, actually. Go ahead. Well, one of the most important things that Asakai was never going to happen if it wasn't for something that made me, I would say, famous. I'm the FC that killed Bob, if you want to put it that way. I like to call it that. Okay. Uh, Explain that. So you, you have the spy masters who killed Bob as an alliance. But Bob didn't die when their alliance team got taken. They formed a new group. Uh, Dragon something, uh,
0: It was uh, Ken Kenzuko,
1: Kenzoku, uh, that's and it, they did, that's it. They they may have lost all their jump bridges and their jammers and their soft four defensible systems, but that still had to happen. You still had to kill them. And we Darius made the call of abandon everything. We're going to delve, and I was the guy who had to well, FC actually. It. He
0: didn't make the call. Somebody gave him that advice, and uh, and I. Yeah, I well, yeah, at right, made the call. But
1: at the end of the day, yeah. Darius says, it, yeah. you know, like, he's the CEO, so it's, way Goon's work is, if Mitt says, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so Darius was that guy at the time, and he said, okay, we're going. So if he doesn't say to go, it probably never happens, right? But, uh, Bob, uh, two happens. Uh, I'm the uh, head FC, um, for this. Uh, you have the Ad, who is one of the PL FCs we should do. Uh, and you have a guy, um, what is his name? Uh, it starts with a K, I think. Anyways, The uh, Northern Coalition, the original Northern Coalition, uh, with forces Mihi and Razor, their head FC, and a guy named um, Freeze, um, and I forget the other guy's name, who were were FCs for Razor. And that was us. And we invade uh, to kill Bob, and it was Shadu, I, and uh, this other guy who. Imperium is his name. Yeah, Imperium. Did a lot of the work. And that's when Bob infamously retreated into BR Dash, or PR. And I had gotten hurt at work. That's Inquarius, right? Uh, no, uh, in Delve, PR dash, oh. the infamous, uh, the infamous uh, one month gig, uh, station camp. I, I, thought
0: sorry, I thought that was sorry. I thought that was Inquarius at forty three.
1: No, forty nine dash was a big fight. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But PR dash is where we camped. This where uh, Bob ordered the big retreat because PR dash. If you ever look at Dotland, uh, it's right in the center of Delve. Yeah, so you have to go through PR to get everywhere. Uh, back when, there really wasn't a prevalence of Titan bridges to get around it. There wasn't Blobs bridges to do bombers around it. Uh, and they make the call to move in. And, and, and in U.S. Prime that night, um, I, I guess I'm getting a little scatterbrained here. Sorry. My bad. Bob owned Euro Time Zone up until that war. So the way the way Bob fights would go is they would win like 16 hours a day, and we would have eight hours a day to play the game. And in those eight hours, we had to do a lot of work. We had to shoot POS. We had to reinforce POS, kill POS. Us, rep our own pass, It became a lot of work And the other 16 hours it was defend, defend, defend And we couldn't really fight defend Up until the reset happened And up until you know, uh, PR Dash And what happened with PR Dash is they moved everything into one system And Shadu suggests To me and to Imperium And the Edge What happens if In US Prime tonight we just go Bubble up the station And we put bubbles everywhere Now all their dreads are there all their combat ships are there, and they got to undock into 400 people. 400 people was a lot back then, you know? At one point, I think the lowest we ever got to camp was 100. But it was, let's try to camp up in the station for a day and see what we can get done. And then two days. And then a week. And I was home from work. I, I think I was hurt at the time. So I was able to play a game 24-7. And I camped that for 30 days. And I the reason I remember it so well is that there was a comic book called Black Cat. It was a an anime uh, manga comic. It's 186 chapters. And I read the entire thing during that one month camp. <laughs> but it, it became inf- uh, infamous because every morning at downtime, Shadu and I and Imperium would get on, log into the camp, make sure all the bubbles were there. Sometimes CCP would remove them because of bugs. So some Bob guys would escape. Uh, a very infamous uh, phrase came about in the Eve called wolf packing. Uh, that came from Lady Scarlet and Band of Brothers. They would go wolf pack, where they would take like 10 ships and go roaming while the rest of their alliance was camped into a station. And Band Brothers didn't get to play a game for 30 days. I, I don't know. Nowadays, a lot of people make the joke about a hell camp. Uh, like, you know, if PL does it or whatever. But nothing compared to that. That was a month. 30 straight days of they did not leave the station. They couldn't jump clone out and go get other ships because it wasn't like EVE Economy. EVE Economy isn't what it is now. wasn't like that back then. You know, like a, uh, 200 million ISK was a lot of ISK. I think I had maybe a billion all told by then. That was my net that was my wealth including stuff i owned like including my carrier <laughs> i didn't have much I, I FC'd from vigils you know and so we camped them in and in the f scene of shooting pos i uh we killed over a thousand towers by then in that 30 days uh, we were killing 60 towers a day almost
0: so you had them camped in while you were uh, taking their territory
1: Well, we took everything yeah and back then POS was how you took Solve. it was a a plus one rule so if you had th- 100 moons in the system, and I had 51 of those moons. You had 50. I I own the system. So we had to clear 100 POS from, like, five different systems in one constellation. You know, uh, like, one, one system had 98 moons. The next door would have 92, and we'd have to kill all those moons. And so it became, like, we would give the keys to caps to a random cap pilot who would take 30 dreads and just start sieging. We'd hand him fuel, and he would just go and go and go and go. And then eight hours later... Another guy would take over, and he would go and go and go. And another eight hours later, he would go, and for 30 straight days. And we cleared a 1,000 POS plus. We had a POS uh, thing that we used uh, that was full every day. And there's lots of little, like, gifts you could probably find called uh, – there's one where it's like a giant bee stinger going all the way up the thing. It's, he's holding it like it's his dog, and it's covering the entire POS map of red POS. <laughs> they were reinforced. Uh, and that was an achievement, and it was. I would log in every morning with Imperium Shadoo, and we would just sit there and talk on Teamspeak to these people while they camped, which was unheard of. Sir Mole didn't log in for 30 days, you know. Um, the first time I killed Sir Mole was because of a drunk goon during this uh, during this time period. Uh, what made me famous bec- uh, for killing Cat Titans? This is my second Titan kill. Uh, Shrike jumps into a system that we're sieging. We had just killed Waga and an Aeon, the oldest Aeon in the game. We had just killed him on a gate, along with some carriers and dreads. Uh, and then in Western Delve, we're getting ready to kill a CSAA that belonged to Shrike, uh, which was unheard of back then. You know, you didn't kill these things. These things weren't, like, prevalent everywhere. Um, and it was building a titan, and which, again, was a big achievement. And we, with the soft drop and stuff, you know, if... Uh, that thing was going to die because we had reinforced the tower and we were going to go kill it. And Shrike jumps in the system with his avatar and a drunk goon, If you can imagine a sphere of a POS. Shrike jumps in here and there's a goon and a Hictor cloaked here. Drunk. What? And we knew he was drunk. And he goes, hey guys, Shrike just jumped in next to me. And everyone's like, wait, Shrike, 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 Shrike. Who's Shrike? Oh! Shrike! And everyone's like, wait, what? And he's like, Yeah, come on, warp over here. I got him bubbled. And he and everyone goes I remember the ads screaming, light a sino. And he lights a sino between the paw shields. Like this imagine this is like the you know the paw shield here and shrikes over here. He lights a sino here. And all of our tight uh Dredge jump in, like jumped in like eighty total caps, back when eighty caps was a lot, and bump shrike away from the paw shield and then kill him. Really quickly. And I remember I got on it with my carrier kill because I was shooting a boss over here and I had to warp in <laughs> and I got in at like the last second and the video of him dying the only video that I've ever seen out there is a guy in a, a rail Megatron who gets like him and like he gets on the killbell when Shrike's in like low low armor because the lag in the system before tie-dye, he just didn't make it there and it shows Shrike died it was it was great hmm. <laughs>
0: It's a good moment for you. I guess that made you uh, kind of popular. Uh, and then I guess Asakai happened after that, many years I after that. A
1: couple, a couple, yeah, a long time after that. So yeah. we, we owned Dell for a long time. Uh, if you remember earlier, I said that, you know, PL losing Fountain wasn't because PL didn't adapt. Mm-hmm. It was because apathy. The uh, uh, A guy named Seamus was the original PLF CEO. Uh, Seamus Rizaz, and he didn't want Fountain anymore. He didn't want Solve. And he told Cartoon, who was RC at the time, that he didn't want to defend it. And uh, so he tells Cartoon that he wants to defend it. I'm trying to defend it because I was good friends with PL at the time. At this Back then, because me and Sh- uh, Shino and I were real good friends at the time. Um, and Mr. V was an up-and-coming FC. And remember we had this one big fight in White Ash 2 where the decision came down to it. Should, should we drop Dreads in on top of uh, Bob, like, should we just Sino into them? And we knew that there was a possibility of a black screen happening. But we figured we had more than them so we could risk it. And so we dread bombed them. But in sinoing we ended in the safe spot. Um, there's a couple of old famous names. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. The guy that just the safe spot. We black screen. I dread black screens. Uh, another dread black. Uh, everyone black screens. And we get slaughtered. CO two. I, I remember, uh, PL, like Seamus's famous words to me, to me and B was, "This is fucking unbelievable. You guys are fucking idiots. I'm done. I'm leaving." <laughs> and the deal was, is we would help them defend Fountain, so that when Bob came to d- d- to delve, and this is when Bob was rejuvenating and rebuilding, uh, that they would defend Delve. And they said, "Fuck Fountain, we're out," and they didn't come help us in Delve. And it wasn't until you know a short time later that's when we stopped. Uh, I guess our friendship kind of started deteriorating. It was around then.
0: Because PL and Goonsworm were very tight before that.
1: Right? Oh, we were, yeah. Because PL was known, like, PL got started uh, in Delve with shooting Bob. You know, that was kind of how they formed, as far as I remember. Yeah, I, Rikoku
0: um, they, and a few corporations. Sorry, not uh, Rikoku. It was, yeah, Rikoku
1: was involved, yeah. It was
0: not Rikoku, but it was uh, uh,
1: NESW and yeah. uh, a couple others. Or NSWE, or however you, the acronym for that. North Eastern SWAT, NESW, yeah. SWAT's it. Yeah. Uh, so. Them and a couple others um, were the original corpse. Yeah, so we were close to them, like buddy-buddy with them. And, yeah, and that started deteriorating after the fall of Delve, when Goons lost Delve. I think that's slowly when it started to fall apart because uh, the Northern Coalition uh, uh, deteriorated. The original. The original. Uh, Because, again, uh, apathy. Imperium decided that he no longer wanted to defend... You know he no longer wanted to defend like fc he Mm -hmm. quit
0: (laughs) so i I see Um, a pattern here where people don't want to defend their space
1: uh well it's like the one personality the one guy who's a really good fc decides he no longer wants to play anymore
0: and that's what it takes that's what it takes
1: one guy for the whole thing to fall apart and it's happened many times
0: Yeah, imperium was really good because i believe um the northern coalition was being attacked he took out like seven or eight uh pl titans
1: Yeah, so me and him were good buddies, and uh, during Max Two, um, I don't know if you remember the Max series of like, uh, Band of Brothers trying to invade the North, Uh, but during Max Two, um, the only reason I'm wealthy now in game is because of Max Two. Um, I I was a very big, uh, FC of US time zone for all of the Northern Coalition. Northern Coalition, again with my whole building friendships and things, I had access to the Northern Coalition's most private channel. Um, I forget the name of it at, right now off the top of my head, but uh, it was where all the high-level discussions happened. I was the only, quote-unquote, goon in there um, for a long time. And the old MMF, uh CEO, uh, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head it's right Morses now. Morses Mihi. Yeah, Morses Mihi, uh, was a good friend of mine. Uh, became buddies on Skype and Facebook, and he brought me in that channel with Imperium, and I was good friends with Imperium. Uh, and this is when the Russians... Invaded with PL, White Noise, um, and NC. And the, well, at the time they were Triumvirate, I think. Or they had just reformed in another coalition dot or whatever they
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and came up with.
0: White Noise famously blew up like 100 battleships uh, with their bombing fleet. Uh, yeah, they know. had
1: a really good bombing FC. Really good. Um, uh, starts with an H. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name right now. But uh, yeah, very famous bomber FC. Put a lot of fear into people. I, I actually started. Uh, I, I had I took pride in being better than him, for a period. We'll get to we'll get to bombing <laughs>
0: but, in just a second. You wanted to finish this. Wow. So
1: yeah, so uh, during this this war, we were losing Euro time Zone, bad. And it and, and you know back then you know the old Tri would invade the north, and then they would in, hold space for a while. And Imperium would come along with a couple of old school like serious business FCs that were good at the game. They would you know do their war cries, and 900 NC would form up and just stomp try. Well, this time, Tri had Russians, and they had PL. And uh, Death bought PL, and they got killed. And it was because they pissed off Russians. And Goons didn't really get involved out of the occasional fleet because we were friends with Russians, and we told them it was dumb. Like, you know, we talked about this in the Meta Show recently. We told the old Northern Coalition, you're invading Russians. That is dumb. You're going to piss all of them off, and you're going to die. And, well, that's what eventually happened. Uh, And when it came to defending during Max... I believe it was Max 2 slash this event. Uh, we were defending during Max 2 um, in first Bob. And Bob had owned M-O and 15W and UMI. And a big catfight brewed. And a big big catfight happened. Uh, with, this is when uh, Titans got their um, uh, new Doomsday. I believe. Targeted one. I think it was the target one. Maybe I'm missing up. There's a video of this. So you have to look it up. But I know a Wyvern died and a Knicks died. And when the Wyvern died, I was an Addictor. And I had been to the FC. And I was FC from Addictor. Because <laughs> it was a, ba- a different time back then. Because uh, of lag and everything. And I remember I scooped up two Smart Bombs. Two Capital or two capital like um, Officer Smart Bombs worth uh, four bill apiece. And I sold them. I was at zero ISC during this war. I was out of money. I sold one to NC uh, Northern Coalition. Uh, told to, to Morse's me CEO for four bill and they took the other one to Jeta and sold it. With the first four bill I bought subscriptions for all four of my accounts or all five. With that four billion, you know, with Plex. And the other four billion I invested in guidance systems. And this is right before PI happened. And that's what made me my four hundred billion isk. <laughs> so I would have never had money if it wasn't for this this fight. And the only thing that saved me was I had I had the loot in my dictor. It was a flycatcher, and I was getting killed by a vagabond. I was tackled. <laughs> it was a Bob guy killing me, and uh, a Ragnarok pilot named uh, Salakamron from PL killed the uh, the, the vagabond with his Titan, and I was able to warp off and save the loot. Or I would have been a broke goon.
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: I, w- I probably could have never have streamed because a lot of the stuff I do on streaming costs money. You know, I, I just throw isk at it. I do dumb things. How much and, isk do you have? Uh, liquid right now uh 90 billion i still have three million units of guidance systems which are like a hundred thousand a unit right now you so just sell about,
0: them off as you need cash
1: yeah anything. pretty much i haven't sold any in a long time maybe six months because i'm lazy <laughs> uh and then of course i have my two titans and my my mothership. so i have a lot of isk not a lot of some people some people call me space middle class which <laughs> yeah. is hilarious but i i've never taken like a to, Oh, I guess I'm jumping off topic here, but when it comes to streaming, I've never taken donations in ISK. Like I've never, like a lot of people were like, oh, here's a billion ISK, go stream. And for me, it was like, oh, I spent a billion. Oops. Yeah. I think I lost the Garber recently that was 600 million. <laughs> yes. Well,
0: I want yeah. to, uh, sorry. You, you did but have like a setback with Asakai inside your organization. Yeah. Then you came back from that by just getting back to the work and becoming
1: a bomber pilot. Yeah, I became bomber pilot. Uh, color. so wof is infamous in Goons because Mr. V founded it. And he took the concept of bombing to a whole new level. It was never tested in this way. It was never tested to to do what's called simultaneous bombings, where you set up four corners of a compass, so up, down, two sides, do seven bomb bombers in each group, each squad, and then you drop 28 bombs at the same time and just evaporate a group. Or up to 35 if you do six corners. Uh, or not 35, uh, 42. From six directions. And the way it works is uh, after seven bombs are launched, the eighth bomb will kill the first seven and do no damage if eight bombs are deployed at once. Depend on skills, right?
0: Because the bombs blow up other bombs.
1: Bombs blow up other bombs, but very... uh, So two different bomb types. So like if I shoot an electron bomb and you shoot an explosive bomb, when your explosive bomb or your electron bomb goes off, like this one goes off, it'll blow up this other one before this one does damage. Uh, But if you do all the same bomb type, you can do up to seven. So CCP had balanced this by doing it that way. Well, what not a lot of people realize is if you spread your bombers out all over the place in cargo directions and you bomb in a sphere, that sphere, if my bomb blows up over here and does 15 kilometers this way and this bomb blows up here and goes 15 kilometers this way, you can get, like, a center point. So Mr. V made BomberWoff famous for this. He was the only guy to ever do this. And he blew up a battleship fleet way back in the AAA when it was never thought possible. It became feared. You know, bombs, bombers then became this, like, fear. No one, this mystical thing, no one knew how to do. Uh, And Mr. V turned over to Reigns to a guy named K-Color. You might know K-Color. Yeah. yeah. And he became a bomber FC, which he then, during the Fountain War, transitioned to a cap FC. when he became a cap FC, he didn't have time for bombing. So he gave it to me. And that was like my escape. I went and did bombing. I did bombing fleets. I wasn't even an FC, really. Uh, And then he gave me bombing FC and taught me how to do it. And then I became obsessed with it because you could evaporate entire fleets. And... That kind of rejuvenated my Eve. And then uh, the Matsani realized, well, holy shit, he's actually really good at this. And so, and we have this bombing stake, so let's make him a director again. Now he's in charge of bombing. And then bombing became pivotal for many years since then to goon like success. Because uh, a bombing run can change the tide of a fight. Just done. All of Eve is scared of bombing. Are they, they still? See- I would say yeah. Oh, yeah. Way more than ever. Even with dicks. It's even better with dicks now. I I won't get it. I I guess I could tell you why. Uh, A lot of people learn that you can stop bombing with smart bombs. But, you know, there's ways to get around that. The the smart bomb
0: on a battleship, basically, would blow up a bomb before it could detonate.
1: Correct. But there's a way around the smart bomb. There's a way to deal with it. Um, uh, If you bomb from further away, or, you know, there's ways around it. With dicks... A lot of people got excited, and a lot of places I read got excited, going, "Oh, wow! With Dicks, I don't have to fit smart bombs anymore. I can just use Dicks." And yeah, yeah let's
0: it, uh, let's change the word for that, or explain what it is, so people.
1: know. Oh, sorry, it's an acronym for uh, Defender Missile that can shoot bombs. Yeah, and CCP wanted to call it Dicks, but then, of course, Reddit happened, so then they call it Defender Missile. Uh, <laughs> if if I have a fleet uh, in Eve, there there are certain fleet types that can't be bombed, and there are certain fleet types that can be bombed. And what I mean by can't is they can be bombed, but it's impractical. So, to give you an example, Tech 3 sh- cruiser fleets, Proteus' legions, uh, can tank 64 bombs before they die. A slave set Macarial can tank 86 bombs before it dies. Uh, to give you an idea, 86 bombing is almost impossible. You'd have to do three waves, and the management in that, it would just be impossible. They just warp off, right? You would kill everything else well before you kill those materials. Uh, you know, Lodgies take 35 bombs to 50 bombs, depending. Uh, but that's materials armor tanked. The reason armor tank works is bombs work on SIG. A bomb has 400 SIG, so if something has smaller than that, you do proportionally less damage. And there's a formula for it. Um, so if a bomb normally does 8,000 damage to 400 SIG, and someone has 200 SIG, it's only going to do 4,000 damage, right? Well, a macarial is really good because a macarial has under 200 sig, so the bomb's doing half as much damage, and has the HP of a battleship, so 300,000 hit points, you know, effective hit points. So when you're only doing 4,000 damage versus something that has twice as many hit points as everything else, it takes an absurd number of bombs to kill a macarial T3 destroyers, or cruisers again, 60, 70 sig on something that has 2 300,000 hit points. So that's why people fly these. They're terrified of being bombed. It's the reason you don't see shield fleets. Gila fleets, I, I've evaporated a couple of those recently. Because
0: uh, shield fleets are more vulnerable to bombs. They have a yeah, bigger, they have sig- bigger
1: SIG. They have a bigger SIG because shields bloom the SIG. So even if they have the same amount of effective hit points, that SIG difference means a Maelstrom fleet, I can blow up what's called an Alpha fleet um, for most people, uh, which is RD Maelstroms. I can blow those up with 22 bombs, which is nothing. That's that's for, for squads, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll evaporate them. A Ferox fleet, 21 bombs. Cerberus fleet, 30 bombs.
0: So shield, thing, shield ship doctrines are kind of out of uh, vogue. With the exception... Right. Well,
1: uh, and- well, That's why Ishtar's died out. Yeah. Because you would use a shield Ishtar fleet and I'd kill them with, with 12 bombs. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: If you put on a micro-warp drive, you turn a micro-warp drive on, you're dead with 10 bombs on a battleship. You know, a maelstrom with a micro-warp drive on, he's done. Done. Just boom. Gone. Now,
0: the, I started hearing about you again recently, or... In more recent history, a couple of years ago now, uh, when you took out um, with the uh, the Reavers, you used to go help out the
1: Reavers. So we took out 200 Ishtar fleet from Darkness <laughs> and NC. And that video, I, I don't even know where it says, it's my favorite bombing video ever. Um, we bombed. And we've been trying to catch them for a long time. And we used uh, Black Legion and uh, Goons as bait, the Reaver group. We used them as bait. And we had them sit there, and the last was I've seen the main fleet. I said, look, you get them to warp into the station grid, because we're trying to take the station. Um, you know, and this is back during Dominion's off. So to take the station, you had to shoot it. And I said, you get them on this grid, they'll die. They're Ishtar, they'll die. And I had a Dictor. Uh, he's probably my favorite Dictor pilot in the game. He, he flies all my Dictors for bombing ops. And I, I what I do is, is I have him in a separate wing. So imagine a, a fleet structure. We have squad, 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 squad. I had five squads. And then I had the Dictor down here at another wing. And I fleet-warp the Dictor at zero. And then I fleet-warp the other fleet at 38 kilometers. And 38 is like the pristine number. And, I, and the Dictor has to get a bubble up. And they don't move. They're not moving, right? They have to. Like, the only way they're going to survive is to get out of this bubble. And so the bubble goes up right as the bombers decloak. And, I, and you hear last start celebrating, right, as the bombs are getting launched. Going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And when the bombs start blowing up, I'm going, oh, we fucked up. Because some of the bombs are sailing past them. Some of the bombs are not detonating because of the lag. And we found out like a li- about a minute later that the reason the lag was happening and the bombs weren't exploding is the bombs had exploded. But so much death had occurred that the game couldn't handle it. <laughs> Bombing causes a lot of lag. And when things explode, it causes a lot of lag. And we vaporized the entire Ishtar fleet. 250-man fleet just obliterated. Probably like 150 Ishtars, like 50 lodge each to all die just absolutely gone
0: it's kind of Uh, like bowling right you throw the you throw the ball
1: ball and and you you know you know when you got a strike well you know when you get a strike because you get the bounty payments on the side (laughs) that's how you know you got them that's how you know that like that's how i figure out like i don't even ask anymore hey do we get any kills because the first thing i'll ask is do we get any hits because bombers don't stay on grid after they bomb right they leave Mm -hmm. because if they get blown up before the bomb explodes they don't do any damage right which is something i think they did change that's just my opinion uh and i need to be able to bomb in low sec. I'm add that, <laughs> but, but, you throw your bombs, they detonate, and okay, did we get hits? And everyone would be like, yeah, we're getting hits on lots of shit. Oh my god, yes, we're getting hits, and then you find out a minute a minute later, okay, they're dead, and if tie dye picks up like crazy, you know you killed everything. Yeah. Uh, and there's been times where we've gotten close. We've been a bomber short of wiping out the entire fleet. We uh, we put a hurricane fleet into the ten percent structure, most of their ships.
0: Oh, their they all must have been it. pounding.
1: Oh, yeah. We were one bomber short because huh. he died.
0: Well, well <laughs> here's the thing. the um, right. You've been playing a long time. You've been playing as an FC a long time. Uh, you've been through a lot of pressure situations. Um, you have changed it up a little bit, but why? I mean, you have every reason to be a, like a bitter vet, kind of tired of the game. But it, it's clear that you love this game. So what's going on there?
1: So for me now, it's uh, – oh, this might sound terrible, but uh, I make money off Eve. You not know, not like RMT, but from streaming. it, You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's like my vac- like my my fun vacation money, right? So, uh, us, us streamers at TMC, we get donations, subscriptions, follows, stuff like that, and those things turn into bucks. And that bucks is like my vacation money. So, I the, the the game that gets me the most attention is Eve. You know, I'll average two, three, four hundred viewers on Eve, whereas if I play another game, I might get my loyal sixty. So I get a lot of people that watch Eve, and so I found that. That what keeps me going in Eve, keeps coming back to it, is I love sub capitals um, anything battleship or smaller. I have an obsession with. I, lo- I love flying them. I love doing quirky things. Uh, today I was flying around in a harpy when no one really would fly a harpy solo, and I was rolling zero zero with it on stream. And uh, I do dumb things like I did an executor, uh, executive garmer. It was a paper thin garmer with uh, nothing but blue and purple mods. Uh, 600 million ISK, and it had the paper-thin tank where a thrasher could probably bully me. And I was killing things with it. And people were laughing. And the reason they called it the Executive Garmor is because it had these two executive names. They, they were named Executive Censored Damps. Yeah. On it.
0: Those are meta-damps? meta, meta damps.
1: Uh, They uh, they are uh, storyline damps oh. that nobody would ever buy because they're pointless. But I the whole ship was just the most expensive thing you could put on that spot. It had the most expensive micro-orb drive for a frigate, which is an A-type micro-orb drive. You know, it had the most expensive points, the most expensive stamps. Everything was the most expensive. It had uh, it even had, uh, instead of T-2 missile launchers, which is what you would normally use, it had Drake as missile launchers. And, and that, to me, is fun. Uh, I, I think one time, my most fond experience was I did uh, build a ship. You know, Twitch builds me a ship, and we build a Vindicator.
0: You tell um, the audience to build you a ship.
1: Yeah, and we built a Vindicator. And I don't remember where that Vindicator in Lost Mail is, but if you could see it, it had a Salvager, a Sino, a Railgun, a Laser Beam, a Pulse Laser, a Missile Launcher, a Ship Scanner, a Hull Tank. Uh, it had a Gyro Stab, a Mag Stab, Ballistic Control System, and I got a Kill Mill. And then I died to a 40 minute fleet. <laughs> kill the jackdaw
0: so that's how you that's how you're keeping it fresh is you're inventive with your gameplay yeah, in I, front of an audience
1: yeah that and bombing uh, I, I run Bomber still. still uh, it's going on uh, almost four years of me doing Bomber I would say yeah, about four years you, three or four years ago. and do you run I, a, I sorry go ahead and just recently when uh, CO2 was getting evicted I deployed Bomber to to uh, assist CO2 bombing. <laughs> on, on their way out Oh, yeah, we are just bombing everything. It was great.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, um, Laz said on his show that uh, there was a bombing opportunity you just missed. I don't know why. And that could have turned the battle uh, in the casino war, like the M-Tag uh, battle.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of times like that, and I hate that. So That kind of criticism, you mean? That kind of thought. Um, a lot of people will go into a fight because of how uh, how powerful bombing is they will and how good i am at it uh they will go into a fight outnumbered 4 to 1 5 to 1 and then i have my 30 bombers there and they expect us to win and are disappointed when we don't win that fight you know they'll like asher does this sometimes where he'll take a surf fleet and i love asher's if seen and his he's obsession with surf fleets but he'll go into a fleet and he's really good at surf fleets really really surf good surf fleets are really fast shield doctrines yeah real fast shield doctrines that can kite and he'll he went into a fight once against pandemic horde where he had his 150-man surf fleet and my 30 bombers versus a 100 Horde, 100 PL, 60 NC, 70 to 75 Darkness, and, like, one other group. So he was outnumbered, like, 5 to 1. And we're trying to hit the P-Horde staging system and fade, and I'm in my bombers, and he's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and I, I think I, I bombed one fleet to death, like it was Horde's Ferox fleet or something, That Deopa has a video of this. Uh, and I bombed the destroyer fleet, but there was no way we were going to turn that tide, and we lost a lot of ships. And it's just like – the expectation is, is, all right, we have bombers. We have one fleet. We're going to win. And the problem is with bombing is it's so reliant on me not fucking up. And there are ten different things i got to do in fractions of a second that if I do it wrong, it leads to a failure. Uh, it's and all about timing. Right, and there's just... Uh, so, to give you a rundown how it start start to finish. So, uh, enemies coming out, out of warp, and Bomberwolf tells me, okay, they're at 5 AU, they're at 1 AU, so I have guys scanning at different lengths, and at 1 AU I scan, because I want to get the results on the probing right when they land. If there's no tide, 1 AU is about right for a cruiser fleet. So, they're coming out of warp for so those Feroxes, and as they land, my probe result finishes. I tell the Dictor to decloak, I, I'm in wing 2, and I fleet warp that Dictor. If... I Fleet Warp him at the range I have set, which I have my default range set to 38. So I, I warp the fleet a little fraction of a second faster. Sometimes I'll Fleet Warp the Dictor to 38 instead of 0. So the Dictor bubble doesn't go up and the Dictor has to warp out back in and maybe live, maybe doesn't. If he doesn't live, we have to wait 10 minutes for him to get a new ship and get back. Because um, fleets, if they align, they miss bombs. Bombs take 15 seconds to blow up, so or 12 seconds to blow up. So if, in that 12 seconds they warp off, you're not going to kill him. So you have to get them Dictor bubbled. Um, so, you know, the Dictor has to come back. And then if, uh, if I don't warp at zero, I warp the Dictor at range, that fucks up. Uh, there's been times where I thought my thing was set to 38 or 35 and it was set to zero. And I fleet warped the entire bomber fleet at zero on the enemy and we had to warp <laughs> out. So the bombs didn't, no bombs were launched because I would scream at them, no, don't, don't bomb. Uh, if I, my probe results off by 20, by a fraction of a second, that's thirty kilometers, forty kilometers, one hundred kilometers, and we go to bomb. And oh, the enemy's over here, and we're over here. <laughs> yeah. So it, bombing is such a perfection thing. Where if you get it just right, they all die. Like people look at bombers bar and go, oh, bombing's easy. Uh, but bombers bar tend to get, they drive me nuts. Uh, I don't like them. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they drive me nuts because they 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 make a mockery of something that's an art, right? Uh, and they drive me nuts because. Well, how do you, what do you mean they make a mockery of it? All right, so they make it They make it sound like bombing is easy. Like, they'll do a bombing run. So so this happened. So to give you an idea of what really drove me nuts. Remember the This Is Eve video? Yeah. You remember how everyone loved that? Sure. There
0: was a the climax of the
1: whole video. Okay. Uh, well, Bomber's Bar did a bombing run in there where they screamed, like, yeah, guys, go, 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 or whatever, like that. That drove me nuts. Why? They didn't ask me to participate. Uh... I think this is around the time when CCP just didn't really like TMC much and goons, and we were out of favor, as it were. But the amount of bombing runs I had done that had obliterated thousands of ships. I mean, I wiped out an entire Abaddon fleet, 101 Abaddons from Nully in a bombing run once because they didn't jump through a gate, right? You know, they didn't even think to include that in the video. But they included Bomber's Bar bombing like 20 Battlecruisers. But, the, um,
0: but that was based um, on sound that was um like you know the soundtrack well, that was given
1: submitted yeah they yeah. submitted, but i submitted one where we killed the it's like there's a video of it me celebrating and like everyone going nuts because we just wiped out 101 abaddon's that were jumping into us hmm. you know so that was a big deal but but what, what frustrates me about bombers bar is they claim to be the bomber group you know the people that make bombing happen and eat if it wasn't for bombers bar they were doing and the, their fcs at the time uh i actually did like a little personal war against them. Because they used to live in Thera. And they might the still live system. in. wormhole system. Yeah. The wormhole system in Thera. And uh, I made it a little vendetta of mine to, to kill them. And I did successfully at one point. Uh, they had these two FCs that were very arrogant. Um, another thing is, like I said, the way people think of themselves as better than someone. I don't like that. And these two did. They thought they were better than anyone in EVE when it came to FC and bombing. And their version of bombing involved using torpedoes right, dropping on someone, torpedoing a carrier and getting out, it wasn't really bombing, but CCP had made them famous for bombing even though they really didn't do it and so they talked about how they were just better than goons and so I took Bomberwaffe into Thera the only time we've ever deployed into a wormhole and we camped them to a station and would follow them around and killed their Black Ops battleships and made it so that they couldn't do what they wanted to do for like three weeks until both their SCs quit (laughs) <laughs> they quit the game. Oh, really? Are they yeah, back? They, are they I, I don't know if they're back now or one of them is, but uh, I stopped keeping track of Bomber's Bar ever since. But you hazed him out
0: of the game for...
1: Uh... I hazed him out because he used to talk shit like I was nothing. And bomber Wolf was nothing. And they were the premier bomber group, and that was that. And so I just hazed them until they just... like It became like a drive for me. I took I was on summer vacation from school, and I just fucking farmed them. <laughs> I, I took destroyers. I used spies because there are NPSI groups. So anyone could join them, you know. So so um,
0: what I get from you is this: I mean, you're very uh, yeah. jolly and happy uh, persona, but you are very competitive. Like, Don't piss me off. Inside, you are very competitive. When you get serious about yeah. serious topics, not just now, but on uh, all my experience in talking with you, yep. like it's it, it, it's a it's a strange and this is one of the more interesting things about you that it's that yeah. you are. Um, Two personalities. When you talk about women, you don't talk in terms of a nerd, right? You talk in terms of a a, a man, uh, you know, uh, being <laughs> – I can't go too far
1: into this. But, you know,
0: you, you basically no, yeah, talk you like mean. a man yeah. about women. You don't talk like a nerd. Like you're impressed by them and they
1: glow in the dark and stuff yeah, like that. I, my my girlfriend's amazing. Uh, yeah. She plays games with me and watches movies with me and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but you're fully like, you know uh, – A normal person. Yeah, rather, not a nerd.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, so yeah, what's, it, like what's going on there? What's uh, – so, I think upset? people uh,
0: underestimate you is what I'm getting at?
1: Yeah, so people look at me like... Uh, because they see that persona. They see that, uh, oh, Bosch is the dumb idiot. You know, he's just a... I, I hate the word retarded, but people like to use it about me. Because that's the persona I, I, I push out. But what they don't realize is if I take things serious and I really, really want to do something in a game, like Eve, I'm going to do it. So, to give you an example, uh, the first time I killed Sir Mole, remember I told you about that drunk goon? Mm-hmm. Uh, that... Killing of Bob and me killing Sir Mole came about because I got mocked by Sir Mole. Um, by Mully. Uh, a spy released an audio log of my first carrier death was a Thanatos. I was wrapping a station service and I wanted to play TF2. Um, Team Fortress 2. And I only had one monitor at the time and Goons didn't really have, I didn't really pay attention to Jabber, because I had one monitor. And, uh, I didn't have EVE Audio on, and I was within dock range of a station. And Sir Mole dropped his Titan, Wagus Aeon, and a bunch of capitals and subcaps, and proceeded to kill my carrier. And I woke up in the middle of Syndicate, in PF Dash, I think it was PF Dash, in a pod. And I was pretty sad. And a couple days later, or a couple months later, a, uh, a goon by the name of Cartoon had a spy in EXE back then linked me an audio clip of Sir Mole killing me and celebrating the fact that I was dumb and AFK in my carrier on a station. And the the director at the time was a guy named uh, Zastro. He told me it was okay to go AFK and and rep and I wasn't going to have to worry. But Zastro had thought was that I was paying attention to Jabber. He didn't realize I only had one monitor and I I was playing a full screen game like TF2. Uh, So I lost my carrier and it pissed me off that he mocked me. And when I had the opportunity to get back at him, I dismantled everything. Everything he loved in the game. I dismantled Bob. I shot Poss day after day, hour after hour. I SC'd every single posse he would shoot. I would gun with a guy named XTTZ, a really famous goon, mm-hmm. uh, logistics guy. Uh, I would shoot POS. I would gun 16 hours a day. I'd play the game. I, I just destroyed his alliance, everything he liked about the game. I destroyed his titan. I played the audio clip that he made when I killed his titan. Uh, yeah, so if I, get, if I get serious about doing stuff, I, I guess it's almost like a personality trait in real life, too, because that's the way college worked out. Like, uh, I wanted to prove someone wrong, so I graduated college. I graduated with honors, 3.9, you know. Uh, back when when I was first in school, I graduated with a 2.1, like barely. Like, I was like uh, 600 out of 800 in my class because I didn't care about school. And the only reason I graduated when I did uh, is because I just took all my tests and never did homework. I got C's because I didn't want to try. I could have got A's, right? But when I got to college, I was like, oh yeah, I wanna I wanna be an honor student. So I got all A's. <laughs> so you're you're yeah. driven so you're driven in very, a lot of times. Yeah, very self-focused. I have I have a lot of self focus Like when I go to the gym now, uh, I go to the gym six days a week. Um uh I gotten fat um because of the whole I quit wrestling thing, I told you at the beginning. So I got fat. And so I went I started going to the gym. And when I started going to the gym uh, back in April now, um, I just decided I didn't want to be fat anymore, so I go to the gym six days a week, and I've lost weight, and I'm lifting more now than I've ever had in my entire life, you know, at the age of 30. So, and that's the same way I treat video games. If, if it becomes something that I find interesting or obsessive about, it's going to happen, and I'm going to find a way to do it, and I'm going to do everything I can to do it. Uh, I have a new project I'm starting on uh, soon here that might yield some hilarious results. Um... But you know that'll happen maybe a month or so from now. That's my new drive, I guess. But yeah, so stuff like that'll happen in, in, in Eve, and I think Eve is probably the only game I can do that in I've ever played, where I can really go about dismantling someone's video game life, you know, because they do something they wronged me in, a, in some way. So, I think the Matai does this sometimes,
0: it, you know. What do you mean?
1: Uh, we're 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 almost like. You know, like have you ever read any of his articles from *Sins of a Solar Spymaster*? Yeah, on *Sins and Hammer*, he talks about how how spying was so, so big for him, and you know, doing spying and and just kind of ruin alliances from behind the scenes. I like to dismantle someone. Like if, like, like I said with the bombers bar thing, I made them not enjoy the game for a while. Um, you look at uh, what's that one recent group that does, roaming? Uh, they were famous for about a about a year. Not Spectre, Spectre. Spectre Fleet, yeah. Spectre Fleet, run mm-hmm. by triumvirate, uh, the Jane or Jane Fillion. Fillion. yeah. I don't like that guy. And I used to have a lot of enjoyment in just ruining every fleet he would do. And anyone can join their fleets, and I and goons are completely banned from them. But I would still spy on them. I would still go on their fleets and bomb them. I remember uh, I got a lot of hate within the last year because they were doing a. Uh, like a fall. memorial of Rome, and I don't believe in those. I have a very strong opinion on. Tell me those. why you don't believe in those. It's a video game. It's Space pixels.
0: It's not a proper place to remember your friends online. Right.
1: If my friend dies that I play video games with, I'm not gonna tell anyone on Reddit. I'm not gonna do an op for him. Uh, you know, when when passed, I was very sad, but I didn't go light a thousand sinos for it. You know, I went and spent real life with friends that knew Valerat. You know, but would you, bombed,
0: would you have bombed a Vile Rat memorial?
1: Oh, yeah. I did. I, I, I killed a wyvern that was part of a Vile uh, Rat, sh- Shoot Blues, Tell Vile Rat thing that we started. We haven't done that in a long time now. Uh, but we used to do a thing every year uh, as kind of like an anniversary where we would shoot blues and tell Vile Rat. Because Vile Rat had this big thing of – he was the head diplo. So if you shot a blue, you had to report to him. And he was very serious about, you fucked up. And if you fucked up, he was going to murder you. And if you – weren't the fuck up, and you were doing it justifiably, and there was a few times he did that for me where it was justified that I shot that blue, he would jump all over that blue like it was the blue's fault. And he was a cool dude. Uh, but if, yeah, if someone did a memorial for that, and I was an enemy to, to, to Goons at the time, yeah, I would have done that. No problem. Because it's, it's, a, it's a video game, right? And so what I did was they had a memorial of Rome for a guy who was known to enjoy getting blown up. He would just do fun fleets, and they would die, and he had fun. And so... I told Bomberwolf, hey, there's a memorial going to happen of Spectre Fleet. Jane Fillion's tried to run it, and Jane Fillion had planned on taking that memorial up to shoot soft structures. They belong to us. Yeah, they belong to us. So I told Mittens right away, hey, I'm going to go AWOX this. I'm going to put a character in that fleet. I'm going to give Warpins, and I'm going to Smart Bomb them. And I tried to, like, four or five times. I pipe-bombed them with bombs. I tried to pipe-bomb them with rocks. I tried to put a guy in their fleet. I put all of our rocks in their fleet by inviting each one individually
0: and that. warping
1: them to zero until they <laughs> noticed we were coming out of warp and went, oh shit, it warped off. I had a guy recording their comms. I was recording their comms. They knew I was streaming their comms. We <laughs> just went to uh, a fun length. I had fun with it. you know, But they they took it to Reddit and were like, man, Boat really, really broke this taboo and... I was very vocal on my stream about it because I don't think I don't think you should take a video game and use it like a funeral or real life memorial. Like it's just that doesn't sit well with me. Like if you want to remember a friend, that's cool to remember him. Go on Teamspeak and get drunk and talk about him. We've done that before. Um, you know, or go out in real life and meet up and talk about him. Um, you know, like what we did with Big Country. We, we sat and talked about Big Country on the Open Com show. Um, I think I was at the gym when I I got teared up by it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I called in from the gym or I texted in from the gym or I sprinted home. I think I sprinted home and got on and was like, hey, I want to tell you this story about Big Country. And it almost caused me to cry, you know. <laughs> um, and I don't cry very much. But, yeah, so stuff like that, it's a video game, right? Like if, if they would have done a Big Country Roman, he was a cool dude with us. I would have blown that up <laughs> it's, it's space pixels and and people get really angry at me for this really angry. I got a lot of hate mail. There was a thousand comments in that thread about how much I was uh, a disgraceful human being. And it's like, no, I'm not, it's a video game, you know?
0: Yeah. In some sense it's you're disgraceful for bringing this real life into this immersive environment. Like it doesn't belong. You're bringing the foreign object in and this is one right. of the it's, objections yeah. you guys have to charities, right? Like you're bringing this. Yes. You're bringing this real-life uh, painful thing into this immersive game that we're trying to escape our lives from, and you're making us have to right. face reality.
1: Like, we made this joke about Burn Jita for Kids, BJ for Kids, uh, <laughs> on the on the show once, remember, on that one meta show. Uh, and we're going to be doing that after the New Year still. We're, we're still working on that. Uh, we've just been busy. But the Burn Jita for Kids charity joke, where we would kill a freighter for every charity like that would be our charity donation was to kill freighter you know or some mockery and it's the idea that yeah you there there's been goons who have had some serious life problems you know and 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 needed help and they would do a charity but it it has blown up into a a bad bad thing i don't ever get involved in that anymore i mean yeah I, i eventually you know i'll read something and it'll break my heart but I, I don't really get involved in that stuff in video games. Maybe in real life. You know. well,
0: I think it's a slippery slope because you have a game where you can leverage your real-life skills, your real-life personality, your real-life charisma, your real-life wealth. You can all leverage this into the game to be more competitive. Um, and I think people are trying to leverage something back out.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, there's people that abuse that. I, I, I'll i call them out on this. And And I don't mind saying this, and a lot of people might... You know, give me hate for this one too, is uh, a guy by the name of Star Dragon. He did this once. And I, I this is just despicable to me. But he needed a new computer. So he started to go fund me in his alliance to get a new computer and got like three thousand pounds, which is um British money, to buy a new co- buy a new laptop from you know, his alliance. But he what about
0: isn't that okay if if you spend a lot of your time providing entertainment for them? Like, wouldn't that be okay for you? Because you do bombers all the time.
1: You do all this if work somebody, for them. If somebody said to me, "I'm buying you a new computer boat," I didn't ask for it. That's the difference. You think asking is wrong? I didn't. I didn't like take my cup and stick it out there and say, "Give me your money, please. I need it." You know, because I don't believe I need it more than anyone else, right? I like here's something that no one knows. I'm a substitute teacher right now because, uh, again, uh, I get all these kicks where like when I wanted to go to school, I I graduated college with honors, uh, top teacher, could probably teach anywhere. But right now I don't feel like teaching full time. So I substitute. I make the same amount of money really without the benefits. And then I stream. And whenever I'm not substitute teaching, I'm streaming and playing video games. And uh, right now I'm organizing real life stuff with uh, my girlfriend. And uh, the thing is, is, it's like choice, right? And even if I don't have tons of money, like some of my friends, I would never say to one of my friends, oh, I need your money more than you do. And I feel like that's what Sword Dragon did when he got that laptop is that he starts GoFundMe and said, OK, all you all you people in my alliance that I've provided content for are going to buy me a laptop now. And he abused that. And I don't like that. Now, if someone like I said, if someone came to me or you tomorrow and someone showed up to you tomorrow and said, hey, no matter all, We love your stream. Here's uh, here's a brand new Lenovo laptop. That wouldn't be bother me because that's that's someone giving you something you didn't go ask them for it, you didn't stick your hand out, right? Well, I have I a
0: Patreon, that's... so I guess that is sticking my hand out. But I Wait, that mean? Patreon is like a sponsorship thing where you can donate money to
1: a certain thing. But oh, uh, but yeah, but that's that's different though. That's again, that's something I don't think that's the same. I saying. did.
0: Somebody said, uh, "Here's a hundred. Here's a hundred dollars for your show," and I said, "I can't accept that. That's too much." This was in e Vegas, and uh, right, right. He said, "Okay, well, if you can't accept this, then ex- accept this risk. I'll put it on the table on roulette. If it wins, you take the winnings. You took nothing from me. <laughs> if it loses, I lose the money. Not your problem." I said, uh, "Okay, that's agreeable." <laughs> and it
1: won, and I got the hundred dollars. Oh yeah, see, that's that, that's the thing. Like, like, okay. So, uh, I'll never say who this is. He won't let me. But one of the guys who watches my show uh, is an IT guy, and. He upgraded his computer, and so he sent me some new RAM, right? Well, it wouldn't work. We spent a good 12 hours trying to get to work. So he said, you know what? Fuck this. And sent me a brand-new processor, motherboard, or motherboard, and RAM to replace what wasn't working. Because he didn't like the fact it wasn't working, and I was a friend of his. And immediately I'm like, oh, my God. Like, did that just really happen? Like, holy shit. You know, that's like a brand-new computer almost. And he's like, hey, man, you're, you're a good dude. I'm not, you know, don't worry about it. And it's like, like, and that, and that's a, I didn't ask for that. I, I never said to him, "Hey, I need, I need a new computer." And I probably, I felt bad taking. That. I, I think I've thanked him probably a thousand times in the last. But that was weeks. your friend giving you something. Right. And, and and in video games, I don't mind that. So, like, example, uh, I, I use this example, and I'm very, very to the point about this, and this might upset people. Again, controversy. Uh, I don't like the idea of a streamer who. Does like a sub train type thing. So uh, for those that don't know, a sub train is where it's like uh, a little thing that pops up on the screen where it says like one of ten subs for the day, uh, and and there's streamers out there who will literally stop their stream, um and and not stop it, but like not play the game that people are there to watch until they get to that ten person sub mark. It's almost like holding them hostage, right? If I get a donation or a sub, I'm happy and I'll thank them and I'm I'm overjoyed and I jump up and down and I if I get a resub or a sub, I'll squeak that little B I have. Where'd it go? I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> I have this thing. So like if someone resubs for 20 months, I squeak this 20 times. I squeak it once. <laughs> okay. So I'll squeak it. It's a squeaky V. Um. But you know, and then that's that thing. And then if someone donates money, I'm like, like aghast. It's like someone donated $25 on Saturday. I was like, oh my God, that, that just happened. Um so it's always shocking to me that someone would want to do that, but I'm always reminded by a friend uh, and my girlfriend at the same time that it's almost like someone's watching a TV show. If you imagine someone like watching HBO, they pay a subscription to watch HBO. So they're paying to watch me like they would pay to watch HBO. So I'm their HBO. I'm their entertainment for the day.
0: But it's built on trust because you're saying, I'm doing this anyway. You can pay if you want. Yeah, if you want. like You don't have to. They don't have to subscribe to my show. They
1: don't have to donate.
0: But they do to HBO. You have to in order to get access. That's the thing. This whole, oh, process, yeah, that's... This whole process is very tricky because people want free content. They want free music. They want free video. They want what you do for free, but um, you can't do it for free, or it's hard for you to do it for free. Uh, it's hard right, for musicians. Right, 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 right. So well, there's a balance it, it, in there. How do you right. correctly ask for money without taxing people too much?
1: One, one thing that drives me nuts is I'm required to ask once in a while. Like, don't forget to subscribe, but I hate doing it. Yeah, I, I, so I, always, I always feel awkward when I do it. I can't um, do
0: it. I don't do it. Yeah. I should do it because I probably make money. I mean, I
1: I, 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 if I remember to do it. I'll just say my little, like, don't forget there's buttons down there to do it. And you can if you want to and whatever. But, um, but, but back to the thing is that when it comes to things like GoFundMes and stuff, Goons will research that shit like crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: like it will put investigators on it. People who are investigators in real life will get in there and find out legit things. And uh, Imperium News Network found one recently that wasn't legit. Uh, it was a scam. That that one chick, forget her name.
0: Well, it wasn't. It turns out it was. A well, fake. it was a dude. It was but, Olivia. The Olivia investigation. Yeah, Olivia. Yeah. Olivia investigation. A, little, a little team of us uh, went ahead and did oh. that, and I wrote up that article. That was.
1: Yeah, it. and we had a goon uh, within the last couple of years uh, who like a GoFundMe because his wife was sick, and then he blew it all on casinos. Yep. You so you have things like that happen. Career. Yeah, and it's it's scary. And, and so when, whenever I see, like, when I saw, like I said, I saw, I saw Sword Dragon do this for a laptop. We mo- we mocked him for a long time. I still think it's terrible. Cause I don't know, but I mean, like, if someone's sick or hurting, like I'm not gonna say all GoFundMe's are bad, but I mean, if you, imagine uh, an example recently. My best friend's nephew. My best friend, I've known him for 20 years. Um, grew up with him. Uh, his little nephew has the seizures thing. And for him, it uh, marijuana actually helps this three-year-old kid not have seizures. So they had to up and move because the state of Florida didn't allow marijuana smoking. So they moved to Denver for a while. And they did a GoFundMe, and I think it ended up raising $20,000. And that, that, like, that's a big, awesome thing, you know? or like a GoFundMe for a video game, but a GoFundMe to get a guy a laptop because he provides you content in a video game? But you don't that's make that shaking. distinction.
0: I mean, D, D, D4 or the uh, uh, Care for Kids, I think it is, uh, you guys still make fun of that, but that's about
1: kids but, but see, in Care hospitals kids, playing We Eve. don't know if that's real, though. I think it's, well, it it's, needs to be well, verified, but. It needs to be, ver- it's never been verified. And on top of that, the Care for Kids group owns Soft. They're renters, and I would say 99% of the corporations in that group are Russian renting corporations that just farm with like nixes and stuff. They get killed routinely by uh, wormhole guys. They pay rent to X death to own Sov. They recently dropped down their Solve right. by half. It
0: might be a mistake to mix the charity with the Sov gaining and the ratting and all that stuff.
1: And the guy that's involved with that was also deeply involved with casinos and Lenny and that very first Keepstar that was dropped in uh, Losec in Manila was dropped by them. In Manila. Manila, however you say it. Mayla. I say Manila. I think Manila because I always think of... Uh, <laughs> Philippines? Boxing. No, yeah, like the, 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 the Thrilla in Manila. You know? oh,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Philippines.
1: Like yeah, yeah. So I always think of that whenever I think of that system. But when they dropped that, they dropped it as like, this is a charity thing. So you can't shoot it, which, again, brings me back to my point of uh, memorial rooms and not shooting those. Like, I find that absurd. It's a video game. Go blow the motherfucker up, you know? <laughs> okay.
0: So that's no not – yeah, don't bring the sacred into
1: here because this is a right, game about – Right, because they – because of – and I say this has a lot to do with Reddit. Again, this might get me hate because I do post on Reddit sometimes. Uh, the Reddit idea or mentality on our eve is if you touch a charity, you're a bad person so in in a lot of people in eve will not do something to be politically correct so they don't get that hate from reddit because reddit is now the dominant thing hell ccp posts their 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 things on reddit before it goes anywhere else like i find out my news for the meta show every week by going to reddit i will go through like 20 pages of reddit every week saturday morning i sit there and go through okay where's the news article at and then i'll dive into that news article i'll go through comments and see if it's you know newsworthy because that's the only place where news is, and I think that's the fear now in Eve is that if you do something that's going to cause Reddit to hate you, you're, all of Eve's going to come down on you, like, uh, you know, the whole world's going to come against you. And I tend to buck that a little bit. Hmm. You know? Well,
0: let's wrap up by asking you what's yeah, next. Sorry, no, no, so no, long. No. Oh this is great. Gosh. We wanted to get to know you. That's what this is all yeah. about. Um, I just want to ask you what um, somebody coming into this game. You've been here mm-hmm. a while. When you look at them, you can't explain what the game's about, but what can you tell them about
1: so the I real love EVE? And it has to a lot to do with my teaching, but I, I, I do Ops with Newbies now. And what can I tell them about EVE? You can do what you do in EVE that you can never do in real life. The example I use is a guy named Aerith, who's a CSM member. He does things in EVE market that are illegal in real life. Pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes and things like that that you would get arrested for and sent to prison in 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 real life you can do in Eve, and there's no other game like that. So as a newbie, and your little rifter, with your hundred thousand isk, you can do something that will change the course of a video game's empires. Like you can, everything. I was a newbie once, so everyone's a newbie. All of all of Eve's most famous people started somewhere. You know, you just got to do it. And it's a lot of fun. You just have to get past the uh, beginning.
0: <laughs> so, does it, um, is, does Eve allow you to put a mask on to hide who you really are? Or it does can, it, yeah. Oh, or yeah. Does, or oh, is it the yeah. opposite?
1: Oh, it, no, it allows you to, it allows people that are a little crazy to bring out that crazy. Like the true, per, like that, that personality they might hide from their family, they can bring out in the video game. Or that personality they hide from their friends they can bring out in the video game like EVE. Or, or, the other way around, they can be themselves, but be themselves in ways that aren't allowed in real life. So a banker can do things that he would normally get in a lot of trouble in real life for in the real world money market that he can do in EVE's money market. Or uh, a guy can go camp in an alliance that's small and insecure. That maybe is a streamer, and you can go harass that streamer. That in real life, that's blackmail, harassment, and all this other stuff. Things like code that do mining permits for high sec people, or streams that which stream don't exist. People, which don't exist. I mean, they're not real, but they do them. You know, they say that
0: it's like or elevator passes in a one floor building.
1: Yes, exactly. Things like that. Or uh, if you ever seen the you ever seen the movie um hackers, where she tells him the pool on the, the roof and he goes on the roof and there's no pool and the door locks shut and he gets stuck up there and then it rains. You know? <laughs> you know things like that you can do in Eve that you can never do in another game. There's no other game out there like that. Maybe maybe a game like Rust or like first person shooter like a Rust or H1Z one but but those have novelties. They're first person shooters so they wear off. Eve has everything. There's so there's so much to do in Eve that you'll never never finish it all. There's still stuff I discover every every time I play it.
0: Well, What is the last thing you would want people to think about you? Let's say you stopped playing Eve. Like
1: If I stopped playing Eve, what's yeah. the last thing I'd want them to remember? Uh, well, that I was fun. So, like, you know, if they look back on a boat when they think of the word boat, they they I don't want I want them to think of fun. Like, hey, like I went on this boat up and it was fun or our, uh boat blew me up and it was hilarious or I I saw boat streaming and it was funny. And, if it, if it makes a person smile when they think of my name, then, then I did something good. You know? Yeah. That's great, Because Eve is a way, like I said, Eve a way to do things that you can't do in real life. I can't make the whole world happy in real life, but I can make everyone happy watching my stream. <laughs> and I've had people tell me that. I've had PMs, and I won't reveal names, but one last thing here. I've had guys PM me. Girls, guys, tell me that I made their day so much better when they're dealing with the loss of a house or they're dealing with this and they came and watched my show or they came on my fleet and instead of being serious business I made it fun or uh, I got them blown up and it was the most fun they've ever had. That's a phrase I hear a lot and that's I think what keeps me playing it is that I can I can bring fun to someone who probably is probably having a really bad day, you know. There's too many bad things in this world to, to not have fun, you know, and I think EVE allows that so yeah. All
0: right, man. Thanks, bro. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, awesome.